Public Radio's LossyTAVShow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to Starting Block for another week. You got myself, Green Run. I'm joined by a man who gave up his Taylor Swift tickets for tonight yeah. to make sure he was here for today's show. My co-captain Damon, how are we, sir? Very good, Greeno. Good evening to you, boys, girls, listenership, blockheads around the world. At my office, Greeno, they have those kind of like newspaper-sized billboard things at the front of the elevators. They love those things. Something to read while you're waiting for the lift to finally arrive. Yeah, I fucking hate those things because... uh, It's all used up for Well, no, not because of that. It's because it's Monday and Tuesday. And one of the very few pleasures I get from my working life now is when Formula One season starts, of course... If you're not a Formula One fan, you're probably not going to enjoy tonight's show. I see Jim Enwards in the chat. He's the only one that's watching. So I'm sorry, Jim. We're going to we're going to piss off 100% of the audience tonight. Um, but yeah, so during the Formula One season, of course, uh, with time difference and stuff, a lot of the races are on at like one, two in the morning, uh, Australian time, which never used to be a problem for me because I was working nights. But now on a Monday and a Tuesday, I go into the office and one of the great pleasures I have is when I get home on a Monday the day after, you know, like Sunday night was the F1 race, Greeno. One mm-hmm. of the pleasures I have is when I get home, it's like, okay, I'm going to kick back for with a beer for about an hour or two. Then I'm going to start dinner and I whop on the headphones and I throw the replay of the race on while I'm cooking dinner. That's like a little yeah. pleasure that, you know, a little pleasure that I get out of my working life, Greeno. Mm-hmm. It's like those couple of hours, you know what, I'm going to cook dinner, I'm going to watch the race and it's going to be happy days and I'm just going to get in Formula One zone. And because of these fucking billboards that are out the front of the elevator, um, if I go out for... wins, Verstappen wins, Verstappen wins. Well, if I go out for nicotine and then I come ah. back in, like I just, I now purposely look at the ground yep. when I'm walking up to the elevator because if, if ever I look up, I see the fucking billboard and there's the result of the Formula One race. So I've become one of those assholes who, of course, you know, doesn't wait for anybody else to walk into the elevator. Like, I'm not waiting for people. I'm not holding the door for anyone. I can't risk yeah. it. I'm sorry, man. I have to just look at my shoes because like otherwise they're going to spoil the result. I'm sorry. Gotta get into the elevator. You'll have to take the reasons. stairs, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not risking this for you. Fuck you. Gotta be done. But anyway, the other day I was walking in and I saw Taylor Swift in Australia. Apparently she has set... Uh, her personal record for crowd attendances here in Australia. Yeah. Seven like concerts. 200 and uh, something, 280,000 people or something like that. Yeah, because I think it was like MCG and then they've got it at the big city, Sydney footy stadium for yeah. four days. So, so what's the capacity um, at the G? It's like 95,000? 90, 90,000, isn't it? Yeah, 100,000. 100,000 at the G? Then yeah. you've also got four seats as well. Yeah, that's true. You can pack a lot in so, on the grass, can't you? Yeah, pack on the grass. I feel like they probably put it at one end of the G. Yeah, and then so they they've lost half the grandstand or like a third of the grandstand, well, and then maybe maybe a thousand seats they took away for the stage or something, and then the rest they can fill. Yeah, yeah, not so much that like because you you can't put anyone behind the stage, mm-hmm. so you you're losing like maybe twenty thousand seats, yep. but you're putting those twenty thousand back on the ground, so right. you're probably talking at ninety ninety five thousand in each of the G's. Those things were sold out every day, mm-hmm. and same with Sydney. So you're already looking there. You're looking 300,000 in Melbourne. And I think uh, Sydney, you're talking, I think there's, uh, there's only about 40,000 you're going to get in there. Yeah. So you're talking 40 by 4, another 100, 160,000. At the SCG, 40,000. That's on the SCG. They're at uh, the footy stadium. Oh, the Sydney football stadium? Uh, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, Acor, I think it's called now. Yeah. Is it really only a 40,000 capacity at the Sydney football stadium? For, yeah, well, for, for a concert, because I've been to two I concerts I thought it was there. so much bigger I than think, that. No, no, no. I think with when it's a concert, it's, yeah, it's about 40,000 seats. Really? Okay. Yeah. Even for Taylor Swift when they're all like little girls, so we can squeeze them in. We can probably get two for one. Two for a seat. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Um, that should have been that should have been the sales pitch, right? Yeah. Are you under fifteen? Yes, two per seat. Yeah. The opposite of fat chick. Uh, yeah. Tickets on a plane. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it, to me, it proves. Oh, they fucking nothing. You know nothing about Taylor Swift. I know nothing about entertainment. Between it, we fixed it. Yeah. Basically, there was so much complaining about people who can't get Taylor Swift tickets being on Ticket Tech forever. We just solved it. If we just said anyone under the age of 15, you're putting two, two, like like in the old days, right? Where like mom would take you to basketball and she had to take six kids from your team. It's, hey, boys, fucking six in the back. Like it doesn't matter. There's only three car seats. You fucking just bums in. Like you can have overlapping legs. It's not gay when you're 12. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Jim's saying uh, all Swifties are fat women in their 30s and gay dudes. Yeah, so this was the point. This is the thing that really hit home for me was the fact because Australia has now set the Taylor Swift crowd attendance record, okay? Yeah. To me, that just proves without a shadow of a doubt what I've been saying for a long time, that Australia is 20 years behind the rest of the world because, well, because you know, here we are. The, the people that were buying tickets here still think Taylor Swift is cool from 20 years ago. You know what I mean? So she still has the hype here. We still have the early 2000s Taylor Swift hype here Mm -hmm. in this country. Now, in America, they're kind of fucking already sick of her. They fucking hate her now in America. You know what I mean? In Europe, they're like, yeah, whatever. In Europe, they're like, yeah, whatever. But here in Australia, it's like Taylor Swift just happened (laughs) to us. So everyone was like, oh, my God, we're going to get Taylor Swift tickets. She's 35 years old now, you know. <laughs> She's been around for a while. Retro act. Yeah, but in Australia, hey, we're 20 years behind everyone. We're just catching up to the Swift yeah. bandwagon. So like she'll it. be unpopular in America and Europe, you know, for the next 10 years. But here in Australia, she'll be beloved. She'll be an adopted mm-hmm. Australian by the end of next year, I'm predicting, Greener. Like oh, they're Pink. already trying. Yeah. Pink went through That's a similar Pink. career arc and in Australia. This is... This is the conversation I had with my wife. Um, she's like, I've never seen anything like this. I'm like, what are you talking about? You saw we Pink this- in the early 2000s. Said, no, no. Yeah. You had Pink in the early 2000s. You had Lady Gaga in like yes. the late 2010. Like, early, sorry, late 2000s, early 2010s. Yes, exactly. And now we've got Taylor Swift. Like, this it's, is what it's we do. We wait until cyclical. someone We wait until someone is popular in other countries and then about 10 or 15 years later, we revive them here and oh, they no. become our no. favourite now, you know. We love them. Yeah. yeah, so this has happened before for us. This is not new for us. Uh, you know, Stevie Wonder Greeno is still um, a mate of ours. You know, his, his, I don't know if they're married yet or not, but uh, his girlfriend at the time was like, I can't believe you're still playing fucking uh, what's, what's the, like Cliff Richard and stuff was still popular here on the radio. She's like, I can't believe you're still playing Cliff Richard on the radio. It's like so, it's such a popular, like I hear Cliff Richard all the time. You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, because it's to us, it's like just happened. You know, <laughs> like, it's, he's new. Good, <laughs> um, I only noticed today because I was forwarding on a, a clip to my, my work colleagues that I listened to a song, hadn't heard in 20 odd years. Uh, so I was like, but it was a fucking banger. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to share this with people because if I haven't heard it in 20 years, I guarantee no one else heard it in 20 years. And it was like a Tom Jones song from like the early 2000s. Oh, it was like the uh, early. Burning night, down the house. Dun, dun, it wasn't dun, that dun. one. Oh, baby. Dun, dun, dun. That's a banger. That, that is a banger. No, that's, 
No, no, no. It's uh, hang on. I gotta fucking find it because uh, I, I shared it today. So anyway, I shared that. Turns out Tom Jones yeah. is fucking forty-five minutes my house touring next week. Yeah, there you go. Lionel Richie still sells out here. Sells out. Yeah. You cannot get Loves Lionel it. Richie tickets now in America. You know, twenty years ago, Lionel Richie would have been somebody. Maybe not twenty. Maybe thirty or forty years ago, Lionel Richie was somebody. But nowadays, Lionel Richie probably couldn't sell out a local fucking pub on the corner in America. But in, he comes to Australia. He sells out. I'm not lying. He sells out twenty thousand seat stadiums in minutes. Lionel yeah. Richie. <laughs> it's uh, still uh, popular it's, it's here. Insane. <laughs> right, I'm going to pop your sex bomb. Yes. Uh, with Tom Jones, if I only knew. If I only knew what I should do, make you, make you love me. Make you, make you love me. If you haven't listened to this one in a while, go, go back and listen to it. Do yourself a favor. It is a banger. It's an absolute fucking banger. And I argue, because I then went and listened to about half a dozen other Tom Jones songs from that era. Yeah. I dare say that is Tom Jones' greatest of that era. That's better than Sex Bomb. That is better than burning down the house. Burn it, I really uh, like burning down the house, though. That's a good one. They're both. They're all great. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Tom Jones is a genius, hmm. but there's nothing better than that song. I think in that era. Yeah, that is a good one. If only. Yeah. That was in the era when they started resurrecting all the old people. Remember that was when the Elvis cover came out. Yeah, uh, the uh, little less conversation, a little, little more action. action. Yeah. And was that because of Ocean's Eleven? Can you Google that, Greener? Uh, uh, you're, yeah. you're now Jamie from the Joe Rogan podcast, I've discovered, because you do all this Googly. Can you Google, yeah, gonna, can you pull Jamie. that shit up, Greener? <laughs> or is, was it, was it, that's, is that why, is that the movie it was used in, the Ocean's Eleven movie? That fucking, uh, uh, little less conversation, a little more action. It was in some movie and then it became a mega hit. You know. uh, let's have a look here. So that one, little conversation charts. Uh, it charted its tits off when it was. Here we go. In two thousand two, two thousand two. So it's the interesting thing. It wasn't overly popular for Elvis, yeah. but uh, for the remake, let's have a look. Was it in anything? No, nothing here about any soundtrack. Yep. I just think it was just a re-release. Okay. Oh no! I apologize. Fucking give yourself a nice Gary. Fucking nice, Ocean's Gary. Eleven. Thank you. Eleven was in two thousand one film Ocean's Eleven. I thought so. I thought so. No, no, no. So the the original was played in that movie. Yeah. And then it was remixed by Dutch musician, also known as uh, Junkie XL, billed as also JXL. known as Van Schlugenbergen. So Elvis VJXL was then released. So he heard that song in Ocean's Eleven, remixed it, re-released it, and then that became a hit. Made a shit ton of money. I wonder how much fucking royalties he had to pay. Oh, it would have been so much. Well, how? Because well, isn't there? I'm not too sure how many years the the copyright holds for. Elv, no, Elvis like, copyrights uh, are held forever by some Jewish guy <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> they're not, they're was, not giving up the Elvis stuff, right? There was something that happened. Like I think it was like, maybe it was the Happy Birthday song. Yeah. You know how that thing was always copyrighted. That's why no one could ever see it in movies. Happy Birthday, Mr. President. So that's different. But yeah, the Happy Birthday song you can never hear that in movies or TV shows because that song was copyrighted. But I think that copyright ran out recently, oh. so now it's open season because the the people that technically owned the happy birthday song would charge ludicrous amounts of money for people to use it jim saying that lionel richie apparently is still popular in the arab world i find that very hard to believe why is this fucking slave slinging at us you know fuck 
You know, I, I don't I think I don't, I don't I don't know if the Saudis would be Lionel Richie fans. Greta. One one does look pretty white these days. He's got a little bit of Michael. He has Michael he has Michaeled up, hasn't he? Yeah. Is that a thing, Greeno? Is it a disease or is it a conscious effort? Yeah, reverse blackface. Is it racist? Uh, Is it racist or is it just, you know, is it like, um, let's say, is it like a young boy on Tatooine joining the stormtroopers in Star Wars? Because, you know, hey, may as well, if you can't beat them, you may as well join them. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Is it like a black guy joining the Nazi party, Greeno? It's like, well, you know, you know, I may as well maybe join the side that's kicking ass, you know. Maybe he doesn't like to go outside very much, and then it's kind of reverse tan. Is that is that how it works for dark skinned people? They, they yeah. don't go outside; they go white. Is that is that how? Maybe it works? I don't know. Just put out options. I don't know anything about it. This thing. Okay, maybe he just wears a lot of makeup. I think that's probably more accurate. I think I think that's the actual answer. I think Lionel Parkin puts a lot of makeup on. Okay, he's, 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 oh, he's putting he's putting Wikipedia stats in the chat. I know it's Wikipedia because it's got those little uh, those little source numbers in parentheses, Greeno. So Richie is a popular musician in various Arab states, 41, 42. Those would be the sources. And has performed yeah. in Morocco, the United Arab Emirates, Egypt, and Libya. Uh, okay. O. Berman for ABC News reported in 2006 that, quote, grown Iraqi men get misty-eyed by the mere mention of his name. I love Lionel Richie. Now I need to Google Iraqi men crying at Lionel Richie and yeah. see what we uh, find. Uh, while, you're, while you're doing that, yep. your favourite, uh, put it out there, favourite Lionel Richie tune. You're going to have to, you, yeah, you're going to have to, you're going to have to run through a few titles to refresh my memory because when you put me on the spot well, like gonna, that, I can't think of them. But then if you open gonna, the flood, I'm going to give the correct answer before you even get to yours. <laughs> yes. It's Brick House. Brick House. She's a brick house. No, that, that's definitely not my favorite. Definitely that's, not. That's, my fucking, favorite. that's the best one of Ricky. Have a you look got, at this, uh, Greener. Bag From ABC News in 2006, Baghdad's Lionel Richie obsession. I love Lionel. I have been to Iraq nine times since the American invasion three years ago for a total of 10 solid months. During that time, I have seen bombs and blood. I've seen rebuilding and restructuring, and I've seen death and democracy. So what have I heard? Lionel Richie. (laughs) I can can explain that. I can explain it. So this is, this is Baghdad, right? Yeah. Yeah. They have no working internet. (laughs) <laughs> they still they still have a discman. The only CD available is Lionel Richie's Greatest Hits. Okay. That's why you're in line. I need I need more Lionel Richie songs. What else has he done, Greener? Hello? Hello? Is it me you got... you're looking for? Is that the one? Uh, yeah, uh, you got Dancing on the Ceiling. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's probably my... Nice, Gary! That's probably my favourite then. That was pretty good. A, a brick oh, house. That, that's, like, that's the one I sing the most. What if, I still sing it to this day. When we're it's dancing on the ceiling. Yeah. Dan, 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 oh, it's no... I'm telling you, listen to that. Listen to like the bass line in... Boom, 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 boom. Shares a brick. No, I know brick house. Ah. I never knew it was Lionel Richie. Uh, it's Lionel Richie and the Commodores. Yeah, no, I yeah, no, I never knew it was I'm Lionel Richie. Letting it all hang out. Yeah, no, I definitely dancing on the ceiling for mine. Definitely, hundred percent dancing on the ceiling. Yeah. So Lionel okay. Richie, huge in Iraq. Okay, can I see video, please? I want to see. I want to see. 
I want to this see sounds like Iraqi to men crying. Where did we, where we used to be? What was our podcast big at? Um, Vietnam. This is this is really screaming of one of Richie's big in Baghdad, like we are big in Vietnam. Yeah. Um, I can't see any videos of Iraqi men being brought to tears for Lionel Richie. Unfortunately, yeah. that was there's it. No, that was again. It. There's no video in, in Baghdad. Yeah. Yes, and Jim makes a very good point. This is also 18 years ago. This story yeah. came out, so you know, yeah. perhaps the times have they, changed. They might have moved on. They might have moved on to pink by this stage. They might be on pink. They might be on Taylor Swift 10 years from now. Could be. Although they'd have to put some more clothes on her. Obviously. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And uh, cover yeah, up, get, Taylor. Get, yeah. yeah. You're gonna, if you're going to do yourself an Arab tour, you know, yeah. got to be respectful of the local customs, my love, unfortunately. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Damo, uh, quick uh, F1 testing update. Day three, six hours left in today's testing. Carlos Science, top of the, top of the charts at the yeah, moment. Good for Carlos. Yeah, testing uh, for anyone who's not an F1 fan, which is pretty much everyone that listens to this show. Um, uh, testing is all ducks and drakes, right? Everyone's sandbags. They, they're trying a few different things. Uh, no, no, no. That's not necessarily true. Not everyone's sandbags. Some teams are giving their best, but then they say, oh, yeah, that's not our best. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's not sandbagging. That's just lying. Sandbagging yeah. is when you can go so much faster, but you choose not to. Lying is when you're going as fast as you can and you say that you can go so much faster because, hey, you don't want to put sponsors off before the season even starts, yeah. you know what I mean? You, so, yeah. you don't look like you could be slower than the Williams. Yeah, exactly. you <laughs> so I think um, I think Haas is in big trouble this year, Greeno. I really oh yeah, they've do. Lost, lost their fucking their head of their team. How could um, they? Like now, we obviously are not privy to what happened inside Haas. So if you're not familiar with Haas, uh, let me pull up a little video of, let me find something with Gunter Steiner. Now, Gunter Steiner. Yep. Everyone loves Gunter since uh, Drive to Survive. Yeah. Gunter Steiner. We've got to see Gunter. Gunter Steiner is the man in form. Well, he was the man. Um, and now he's been fired by the American Formula One team, Haas. So I can't believe he got sacked by the Haas, Greener. Gene Haas. Uh, let's have a look here. Gunter Steiner. We we like Gunter, but they they haven't really performed, have they? Like ever. Uh, well, they they don't really have a chance to. I think, I think Haas does with Gunter. I think Gunter gave Haas with Gunter Haas because they have like I think they spend like thirty or forty percent less than the next cheapest team. So they are so much smaller in terms of budget and everything. He yeah. would often have them competing, you know, under very difficult circumstances. Yeah, if you've heard interviews with him, yeah. well, he was often fit. He was often, he was not only the team principal, he was often like the marketing director. He was the fucking yeah. engineering director because there was nobody else that they were paying to do these jobs right. and he would budget, still yeah. get them out. Um, I love Gunter Steiner. I've listened to an interview with him. His first job in motorsport was, he applied to be a mechanic for a rally team in Belgium and he was in like the north of Italy or something. So he drove yeah. his little shitty car and that's where he started in motorsport and like to be a mechanic for like a semi-professional rally team, you know, kind of 30 years ago. And now mm -hmm. here he is running a Formula One team for this American cocksucker named Gene Haas who, who 
tries to strip all the money out of out of the team and then complains that they don't get results, you know. Well, one-tenth of the budget of yeah. the best team. Hey, this is an IndyCar, man. So in IndyCar, it's all kind of leveled out for you. Budget, you know? Yeah, it's almost like a salary cap, right? That's right. Yeah, well, and, like, everyone uses the same chassis. Like, yeah. everything's kind of the same in IndyCar. And the, the differences that you can find are very small. Formula One isn't that way. Formula One is like there's you have to spend so much on engineering and aerodynamics and all the stuff. That's why Red Bull is so fucking dominant because they have a guy who works for them named Adrian Newey, and he's it's got a genuine. he's yeah. got a book that you should read, Adrian Newey, because he's whatever car he's worked on for the last thirty years basically has won championships. Like, yeah, because he started with Williams, wasn't he, to begin yep, with? Yep. Yeah. And then that was when Williams was dominant, and then he left there, and then that car went to shit, then he went to McLaren off the top of my head. Correct. One, one championships car, there. Won championships with Hakkinen and Coulthard in the championship, yeah. and then he went to Red Bull. He went somewhere else between, yeah. and then he went to Red Bull, yep. and then turned what was a, a, a joke really, team. A joke team. When they came in, because we've been F1 fans forever, and when they came in, we were like, it's a fucking a sports drink is going to have its own team. This is fucking stupid. They're like... They're never going to be. They're going to be. They're going to be like the. Uh, they took over Trump. Jaguar, which was yeah, which was like a very well like known brand that had great engine manufacturing and like this car's never been competitive. What the fuck is the Red Bull drink thing going to do? Yeah, they got Adrian Newey in, and it's been a fucking Basically, competitive yeah. car ever since. Well, they won what four championships? Was it four yeah. with Vettel? Four with um, Vettel had. Weber fighting for championships in all those years. And now they're about then, to win four with Max this year, probably. Yeah. More than likely. He's the favorite. Mm -hmm. So they've won seven world championships in 15 years or thereabouts, maybe oh, 20 years. 20? 20 years. So 2005 or thereabouts is when they came in, I think. Uh, it was like two, because no, we were watching it at your place just after school finished. So probably 2002, maybe they came in. Okay. So nine, they're, they're about to win their eighth championship in. 20 something years. Jamie, look that up. Yeah, yeah look, you're Jamie. You have to look. Yeah. Who are you calling to? I'm not looking it up. You, you need I don't to look. <laughs> you're Jamie. I'm Joe. Oh, I'll tell you that. No, no. I'm the one who was, smokes cigars and gets high. You're, the, you're, the, you're the data guy who cares. Okay. <laughs> uh, Rebel Racing, here we go. Currently, now Zorica Rebel. Yeah. Establish. Oh, uh, wait, what year did you say? 2005. Fucking give yourself a nice Gary. I've got two Good for two tonight. First entry, 2005 Australian Grand Prix. There you go. So it's 19 years. So they've won seven championships in 19 years. Yeah, that's just insane. That's Ferrari level of dominance. Let's have a look here. Okay, well, no, do we want to talk about dominance? Yeah. 370 races entered. How many wins do you think they had? Out of 370? I don't think Vettel won as many races as you might think, even though he won four championships. Um, how, what was the number? 370? 370 races entered since their inception. Okay. So I'd say maybe 25% of the races that they were in would be a good guess. And whatever, 25% of 170. So 25%. So let's say 40 races, 45, 50. Well, that'd be ten percent, but let's forget your math for a minute. Uh, well, no. Actually, so uh, two. Uh, so I round it up to two hundred, and then I go on twenty-five percent of two hundred would be fifty. That'd be fifty. Um, but nonetheless, uh, it's one hundred and thirteen out of three hundred and seventy, which is fucking insane. They've almost won thirty-three percent of their races. 
Wow, 30%, Never 33%. Uh, okay. Now, okay, so back to the question. Races entered 370. How many podiums do you think they've had out of 370? Oh, many more than that. Um, 370, I'm going to say 250. Fucking pretty good guess, mate. 264. They have podiums in about 62% of the amount of races they've entered. That's, that is fucking insane from that's a manufacturer. Insane. That's insane. Well, they're, they're not a manufacturer, though. No, that's it. Yeah, they're sorry, a privateer no, team. They're, private they're a customer team, team you know. They buy the, engines and buy gearboxes. They don't make so them. So they were the Jaguar team, which was actually the Jackie Stewart team. Correct. Now, for those... And before, it was, and before that, it was the Jordan team, if I'm not mistaken. So I think Jackie bought it from Jordan. And then Jackie well, the sold it to Jaguar. There was three. There was Triple J involved, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, no. So it says no. here, the current Red Bull team, it traces back to origins of Stuart Grand Prix outfit, made its debut in 1997. Yep. Then they sold the team to the Ford Motor Company, and then they sold it to Jaguar. Right. Yeah, but who was it before Jackie Stewart? That was it. The, Jackie Stewart started his own team. He, But he must have bought a license from somebody. Uh, might have bought it from someone, but started his own car. Okay. Yeah, and, and if I'm not mistaken, he hired Damon Hill to drive that car. He would have, yeah, he would have, yeah. Yep, because after Damon Hill got kicked out by Williams after winning the World Championship and then went yep. to, like, Arrows or something. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so let's go to Adrian Newey. Adrian, yeah, let's, let's bring up Adrian Newey's right. stats. So Williams from 91 and 96, then McLaren. Hey, fuck it, we nailed this. Yeah. And the only thing I didn't nail was the fact that he had a gap between McLaren and Red Bull. He didn't. He, so he went because yeah, he stepped away from the sport, I thought, for a couple no, of years, didn't. didn't he? It was oh. straight away. Okay. That's what I thought. I thought there was a gap, but there isn't. So 91 to 96, he was at Williams. When, when they were dominating, by the way. Dominating. One with uh, in Senna, Nigel Mansell, Elaine Prost. And then Damon Hill and Jacques Villeneuve. Jesus, that's not a bad fucking list of drivers. Is it? <laughs> they were all they champions. They were all Why champions. Did they get those Why did they get those drivers? Because well, they had the fucking bad. Um, yeah, because they had Adrian Newey. That's right. Exactly. Uh, so then from there, he went to McLaren and then Mika Hakkinen won the championship. Yep. In 98, 99. So he came in 97 within one year. He developed a car where Hacken and won it in 98 and 99. Yep. That car in 98 was unbeatable. Yep. I don't know if you remember it. Yep. Every race was just McLaren, 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 yes. McLaren. Whether it was him or Coulthard, didn't matter. Yep. Like they were winning by like a lap. Yep. It was insane. Then in 2006, he went to Red Bull. And since then, they've just been fucking good. Yeah, so Red Bull so, came in at 2005. He went there in 2006. And when did Vettel win his first championship? Like 2009, maybe? Something like that. 2010? Yep. Fucking 2009. Well done, sir. Thank you. I'm fucking on no, fire tonight. If, there's something, if I'm going to give you a frozen trick, I'm taking you to trivia. <laughs> and I know. Formula One hey, history. Hey, yeah. I've got like I've got the fucking pop culture covered, yeah. but I'm going to put you in charge of any F1 history question. For that one F1 question that we get on a yeah. trivia night at the pub. Because exactly. let's be honest, trivia night is dominated by, uh, you know, potentially obese, unemployed women. So yeah. I don't think they would be throwing too many Formula One questions out to that crowd. But if they do, I'm there. I'm there. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm primed. Mm -hmm. Put me in, coach. Uh, so anyway, so let's get back to Haas and um, Gunter Steiner, who I love. Now, you can listen to Gunter Steiner interviews. Okay. He's fantastic. Uh, he, there's a really good interview he did one 
for it's called the high performance podcast greeno yeah you sent that to me i've been meaning to get to it i still you have to get to it because it's not so much it's not so much about his formula one career but what they really get into is like the way he manages and which i found fascinating because haas is a very small formula one the smallest formula one team with the smallest formula one budget and he was talking about the difficulties basically like his strategies of how he manages down, but also how he manages up and mm-hmm. like how he needs to delegate, how he needs to divorce himself from certain things, what he gets involved in. I found all that kind of stuff fascinating from like a work life, you know, like just how does he work? Cause you can yeah. hear the stories about, yeah, well I started out doing this and I became that and this is what's happening on the track, but that doesn't, interests me nearly as much as like the psychology of a person like how do they approach a problem um how do you look at your tasks for every day like i find that kind of stuff infinitely fascinating and he is an infinitely fascinating person in that respect so yeah but my criticism without knowing any of the internal stuff obviously about why gene haas fired uh, Gunter Steiner. And by the way, Gunter Steiner, all class, after he was fired, he was still showing up to uh, sponsor events with the Haas shirt on. And he was asked, I saw this, like some, you know, random reporter uh, asked him, why are you here if you've been fired? And he said, because it's part of my contract and my contract runs out like at the 30th of this month. So it's the 21st. Yeah. So I'm fulfilling my contract. What a fucking, what a class act. Nice, Gary. You know, well, that, I mean? it's, it's like that, we'll get him another job. You know what I mean? Of like, course, yeah, yeah. But the the thing that I found confusing, right, was <coughs> maybe Gene Haas or the people who advise him are missing something here. The whole drive to survive popularity it, it it spurned a new popularity for Formula One that you and I have not seen for a long time, right? All of Most a sudden people... now, kids are interested in Formula One. And before, there was no interest. Like, you could always tell a Formula One fan at work because they too would have, like, red eyes with big bags yeah. under their eyes because you would be the only ones crazy enough to stay up till four in the morning watching the shit. So you could always tell a Formula One fan, and there weren't many of us. But now, uh, all of a sudden, everyone's people, yeah. watching Formula One. But, like, the people, these, like, Lando Norris and, and these guys have, like, full fucking social media followings, like, hundreds yeah. of thousands of people. There's so much interest. And a lot of it is because of this Netflix series, Drive to Survive. Now, here's the passion, uh, question I pose to you, Greener. Clearly, Gunter Steiner knows how to run a uh, motorsport team, clearly. Like, he wouldn't be there. He wouldn't have been doing it for five years if he didn't know how to do it. He clearly knows how to do that. I would have thought if I were Gene Haas, I would think to myself, okay, here we are riding this wave of newfound newfound, uh, popularity of Formula One and people taking an interest. And my team principal is arguably the most popular, the most popular quote unquote character in the Formula One field for the masses. He is literally the only thing I have going for me at my team. It's like if people know Gunter is on my team, then people will come to my team because Gunter is on my team. We cheer the team. We love – everyone wants to see Haas kick some ass That's for that right. reason. Haas kick some ass because we love Gunter. And then Gunther. you go and fire Gunter. And now yeah. the people who were Gunter fans are sitting back going, well, why the fuck do I care about your team now? Yeah. So sponsors would dry up because less people are paying attention. Less people are going to be talking about you. You know, like I just find it a really strange thing to do. There has to be, I'd, I'd love to know the real reason why he did this. 
It was the direction of the team, wasn't it? But I mean, it was, the direction yeah. of the team was okay. He's, I think Gunter was doing the. He was living his best life. He was doing. No, the, I think they were getting the Gunther best results like, they could with what they had. I, know, but I think, I think Gunter was pushing like, I need more money, Gene. Like, I can't compete unless I get more cash. And uh, he's the driver. Uh, and Gene's like, well, we didn't have that cash, so if you don't like it, right. so be it. So they sat Gunter and put in a yes man instead. Yeah, who's exactly. going to be say, okay, whatever you say, Gene. Yeah, that's what we've got to deal with. That's what I was doing here at the moment. They're 1.8 seconds off Sainz' original time. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the Alpine's going to be quicker than that. Magnuson's on screen now. Yeah, Danny Rick. Danny Rick's down in 10th, but they're, they're testing some stuff So without Gunter, I think Magnuson and Hulkenberg will both lose their seats at the end of this year. Yeah, because, yeah 100%. Because Gunter was the one. That's right. Yeah. And be and the reason he bought them back was because he's like they're both supremely experienced. They're good racing drivers, and we can afford them. So no, no, and no, no, and Gunther didn't want to lose them in the first place. Do you no. remember like season three drivers survive? Yeah, where conversation is like, oh, we need to get the the Russian dude and the fucking and Mick Schumacher Mazepin. because yeah. Mazepin, that's one Nikita Mazepin, uh, who couldn't drive for shit, and they're like, oh, you need to get them in because they're going to bring cash. Yeah. So Schumacher is going to bring in money and Mazepin's bringing in the Russian coin. So we don't care if we like Hulkenberg and, and Magnussen. They've got to go even though they're better drivers because we need the money in flux. Yep. And he got rid of them for one year, got the money in flux, and then he brought them back. Yeah, because Mazepin was fucked. Oh, no, the, the whole Russian embargo. That's why they had to get rid of Mazepin. And then Mick fucking crashed every second week. So they're like, we're going to get rid of Mick. He's costing us too much in the car. Yep. And then he brought but, his, his boys back. Yeah, you know, and they've been doing pretty well. Yeah, they do the best they can. They're the best possible drivers you could have for this team because they're experienced. They're they're quick, um, but they're obviously they're not. You know, they're not on Lewis Hamilton money. You know, because they're not Lewis they're Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. They're not in the fucking. They're not the Lewis Hamilton car either. No, exactly, exactly yeah, right. Kevin Magnussen or Nico, uh, yeah, Nico Hogenberg yeah. in a fucking quick car. They'll they'll be up there. They're not going to win. I think they get their Sergio Perez type drivers. Yep. Where like they're going to get your fucking podiums. They'll get your seconds and thirds in the championship. They'll do the best you can. They're scrappers, Greeno. Yeah, they're hundreds of scrappers, but they're scrappers that go above and beyond. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're always talking about Fernando Alonso gets more out of a car than any other driver yep. in F1. I feel these boys are kind of like Fernando Alonso light. Yeah, that's you know what I mean. A good call. Like yep. they get more out of that Haas than most other drivers would. Yeah. Um, but. They're just, they've never had a good car. Yeah. You see, Lewis in a Haas wouldn't, he finished dead last every race. Yeah, 100%. You see, they're complaining about, oh, the tires are going off. The tires are going off. Fuck off, Lewis. I specifically how requested much, a faster car. <laughs> Why how, didn't you give me how much? How much are you looking forward to the Lewis's Sooks next year when he's in Ferrari and they fuck up the strategy? Well, let's, before we do that, let's let's pay a little homage okay. because he is he is gone now, Gunter Steiner, the great man. So this is a four-minute clip. Let's have a quick little look at Gunter Steiner's uh, greatest hits, apparently, according to this YouTube clip. He does not fox smash no, my door. He's certainly not. Now. After day no, one, no, Max just looks so comfortable, oh, looks so convincing. Oh, hang on. How do you sum up your season then this year? It's, it's one short world. Shit. <laughs> fucking sick of answering these fucking stupid questions on Facebook. <laughs> I've never seen any fucking thing like this, you know? Let's call him in fucking endless fucking thing. That was a good fight, though. Yeah. Okay, I was shitting myself. Oh, fuck. Fourth and fifth, but Gene, we finished fourth and fifth here. 
you fucking look like rock stars, huh? And now we are a fucking bunch of wanker. Yeah, bunch of fucking clowns here. Yeah. In the sun, huh? You want an umbrella? Yeah, fuck off. This would hurt my ego, you know? Standing there with an umbrella, you know, it's like... Yeah, fuck it up. It's a little bit of sanity. They need an umbrella. So how many assistants have you got, Fred? I have nobody because I have no money. And you have got three people running around you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got nobody. I have nobody. You are so stupid. Action. Like a professional. At least I can do something. Uh, All the fucking COVID uh, testing they had to do. This is the official That's speech. right, yeah. I don't get it. The car was not a piece of shit. So why did you develop a car which fucking goes slower? <laughs> Find out the problem and make progress out of it instead of, this is better. It isn't, this is better. It fucking isn't. Yeah. I want to see the progress. Yes. I mean, otherwise... Now, see, like... the guy he's talking to here, that's the guy who's replaced him now. Oh, is it? Yeah, so this is the new team principal here on the right. I forget his oh, name, but this is the guy on the right. Yeah, wow. So he was the number two in charge, and they've yeah, moved Gunter yeah. out and moved him up. So I make changes, you know. Maybe that's a little insight there, right there, because <laughs> this guy is obviously making the case that we've improved the car, and Gunter's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's slower. Yeah, it's slower. Yeah, it's not improvement. How can, how can slower be better? Uh, what the fuck are you talking about? So why did you develop a car which fucking goes slower? <laughs> Find out the problem and make progress out of it instead of, this is better. This it is isn't. better. This is better. It fucking isn't. See, that guy's laughing and Gunter's no, not fucking laughing. laughing. I mean, yeah. otherwise, I mean, like... It's not funny. Harsh are in a big trouble. If that guy's in I'm bored. <laughs> selling saunas, selling uh, uh, butt tops, selling uh, whatever, whatever needs to be. But it's part of our contracts. We have to do this, you know. Oh, that's tough. Huh? Sauna salesman. Yeah. Good. I'm going to have a job for 20 years. Alex, my dream has been fulfilled. I'm all the catalog. Do you think that uh, that was the aim of my life, you know, getting in the Aldi catalogue? <laughs> Crafty, do they still employ you? They do employ me, do they still employ Crafty. you? Just, Crafty. Just, are you team boss or just fixing broken wings? Uh, are you a TV commenter or a fucking ball breaker? <laughs> I fucking had enough of both of you. You let the fucking team down, the me down, drivers. which I protected you all the time. And I'm not fucking going into who is right and who is wrong. I don't want to hear, he moved, he that moved, and all that fucking wank, you know? <laughs> Gene spends hundreds fucking million a year on his own fucking money, which fucking wants to pull the plug and let everybody down because you are two fucking idiots. I have not more to fucking say to you guys. And if you don't like it, I don't need you here. Do not come back, please. Wow. And this is where, uh, yeah. What was that? Kevin, I was going to say, because Kevin, so he was talking to the two drivers. The context of this race was, that's the race he was talking about where they were running fourth and fifth in the race and they yeah. took each other out. Each other out, yeah. So this is after that race because he's talking to Gene on the phone. He's like, if we finish fourth and fifth, we look like rock stars. Now we look yeah. like a bunch of fucking wankers. <laughs> right? yeah. This is after that race where he's talking to the two drivers and he's like, I don't, I don't want to get into like he should have braked and blah, blah, blah. You fuck, fuck all that shit, you know? He's going to pull the plug, and why? Because I've got two fucking dickheads driving for me, you know? <laughs> I've protected you. 
And after that meeting, uh, Kevin Magnuson walked out and sma- like he slammed the, the door, which was made out of glass, and smashed the door, like the glass shattered. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that was the moment where uh, Gunter decided he's going to fucking fire him uh, like, oh, at yeah. that moment. He's like, nobody fucking smashes my door. What the f- who the fuck does this guy think he is, you know? Who is right and who is wrong? I don't want to... Yeah, he moved, he said that moved that, all that fucking wank, you know? All that fucking wank. <laughs> Gene spends hundred fucking million a year of his own fucking money, which fucking wants to pull the plug and let everybody down because you are two fucking idiots. I have not more to fucking say to you guys. And if you don't like it, I don't need you here. Do not come back, please. Smash. What was that? Kevin just fucking smashed the door. That's not acceptable. Fucking hell. Off he goes he after him. doing that to me, you know? He does not fuck smash my door. Tell him that. If he doesn't want to come back, he better tell me now. Is he just about yeah, now? Yeah, He smashed my fucking office door. Where is he? I don't know where he is, but he can fuck off. I told him, both of them. Fucking <laughs> We've got two fucking idiots driving for us. <laughs> this is not acceptable, and we will make changes. If it would be my decision now, I would suck them both. <laughs> See, that was a moment of rage, though. Because he yeah. loves, he loves, he both loves of them, them both. Yeah. He brought them both back because he loves yeah, them. Exactly. Oh, the great man. I can't believe he's gone. Nice, Gary. He's gone. He'll find, he'll find another job somewhere. He'll, if he wants back. one, maybe he'll turn up like in sports car racing or something, running like a GT3 team or something like that, you know, maybe. like like a, like a Le Mans team, you know. He might get a job with like, say, like an Audi, for example, who run, you know, uh, LMP3 cars in fucking 12 hour endurance races or something, you know, less spotlight, but where he can just, you know, be him. What yeah. a fucking loss. What a loss to the F1 field, though, like to the F1 story. Gunther Steiner, fuck. Gene Haas, you're like, a fucking idiot, man. <laughs> like, he's the best, like he is that. literally the best thing you had going for your team, regardless of the results, you know? Yeah, it didn't matter because no. at least you had Gunther there. Uh, he was actually with Red Bull in 05 to 08. He was, yeah. He left yeah. because he was like, no, let's do something. He left and went and did NASCAR for a while in the States, and that's how he hooked up with Gene. And yeah. it was like, let's do an American um, Formula One team. But, yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Gunter. Oh, uh, let's check in on how we tracking now. Sign's still on top. Perez. Perez is fucking sandbagging here. That car's way quicker than that. Oh, no. Uh, is it in Perez's hands? Because... Obviously, Max wasn't sandbagging. Max was a second quicker no, than Max, everyone else. Max, Max can't help himself. I guarantee that uh, <laughs> sex pest fucking Christian Horner uh, would have sent Max. So, out oh, can you can you talk to me about like legitimately? I'm a Formula One fan, but yeah. I heard it mentioned the other day uh, on day one of testing when they were like, "Oh, the controversy around Christian Horner." I'm like, "What controversy? I haven't heard any controversy. You haven't heard this? No. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about, and I haven't Christian googled Horner. it or anything." <laughs> No, Christian Warner's been hashtag me too, dude. What? Um, really? Yeah. He's married to Ginger Spice. Why I know, did you do that? How do you mess that up? What do you mean? What idiot? Um, so, yeah, the the allegations against him are yeah, inappropriate actions with an employee. Really? Uh, Red Bull sending illicit texts, those kind of things. Captain Dick pick uh, stuff, was it? Or? Captain Dick pick stuff, exactly. So, no, I don't. Yeah. He doesn't strike me as that kind of a guy, though, honestly. Like I, well, if if he if he is, then fair enough. But like on a surface level, I wouldn't have thought so. Well, no. he's married to Ginger Spice. Why would you fuck that up? But apparently he did. Not, so. not even that though. I feel like he's just been around the game a bit too. I feel like he's always like Christian Horner. He has his detractors, but like if you take away the personality side of it, 
I have so much respect for him because he was like a super young guy who took on the team principal role. Look what he's done at Red Bull, right? Like clearly he's really fucking good at what he does. And yeah. maybe that might be getting the right people into the right roles, whatever you define as a team principal. Well, he has Adrian Newey. Yeah, but he had to convince Adrian Newey to join him, you know, like yeah. he has to work with him. He has to continue to keep him there. Like that's part of your job. So, um, you know, he has been the team principal for Red Bull since the start, hasn't he? Since like, the start, yeah, exactly, yeah. So, you know, you, if let's be fair here, any other team principal at any other team would be getting a lot of credit for getting seven world championships in 20 years. Um, he should probably, he deserves credit also, I think, mm-hmm. uh, at Red Bull. So, um, you know, he, he started out running like a little shitty, like kind of Formula 3 team back in Britain, I think. He was a driver and I've heard him talk about it. Like he was a driver and then he went up to, yeah, he went up to a certain level and he was like, I thought I was really good. And then I came up against guys who ended up being formula one drivers, by the way. And he rattled off the names and he's like, yeah. And then I came up against these guys and I was like, oh shit, I'm, I'm, I can't do this. (laughs) You know, like these guys are just way too fast for me. Uh, But then he like, he, he took his dad's credit card or something and bought like a car. He actually bought a car. I think he bought a trailer for the first the first uh, team that he ran was like a Formula Three team or something like a UK Formula, Formula Three team. Formula Three thousand in Formula Three, yeah. And the trailer that he transported those cars on, he bought from Dietrich Mateschitz, if I'm not mistaken. I think uh, the Red Bull like head honcho guy. Might have been. Yeah, and so. Uh, you know, he came back and told his dad, like, oh, I've just spent $3,000 on this trailer to move this car. And he's like, well, where is it? And he's like, well, I haven't got it yet. And he's like, oh, okay, so where's the money? He's like, oh, I've already paid him. I'm picking it up next week, you know, something like that. And he's like, what are you, fucking crazy? And that's how he met the guy who would, like, employ him as team principal, like, five or six years later. It's a cool story. Yeah. Um, but that's that was how he built that connection with the the, the future you know, kind of Red Bull racing uh, head honcho was he bought a trailer from him like six or seven years earlier as an upstart up and comer team owner with no money. Yeah. So yeah, pretty cool. Like, so he's like, obviously he deserves respect and I don't think he really gets enough, honestly, when it comes, when it comes to. Oh, he's done an amazing job. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I genuinely have a soft spot for Red Bull. So, you know, I know that's not a popular thing to say. These days, because they win a lot, but um, to me, they're like a privateer team. Even though they've got like the Red Bull money, uh, they're still like a a customer team. They have to buy the parts and put and figure out how to put it all together. It's not like Ferrari, where they have a whole factory dedicated to building a Formula One car. It's it's not quite like that, you know. Totally. Yeah. And also, like Red Bull has a great history of employing Australian drivers. There's always been a soft spot for for us, where it's like, well. For the majority of our like fandom, there's been uh, an Aussie there, yeah. Where there was Red Bull, it was you know it was Weber, and then we had uh, Ricardo, and you know who knows what will happen in the future. But it's um, yeah. And it, even even after the way Ricardo, let's be honest, Ricardo really shat on Red Bull when he oh. left. Like he fucked over Red Bull. They wanted him there. He fucked them over and went to the company that was making their engines at the time, Renault. Thinking, well, why would I go to the customer team when I can go to the factory team? Mm-hmm. And even though he did that, all these years later, they rehired him again. Yeah. Because, you know what? It's okay, Daniel. We love you. You yeah. know? And so they rehired him as a test driver. And now they've given him a drive 
in their secondary team. He's not in the Red Bull team, but he's in the second team. They had no obligation to do that to him. Like, and even you watch the old clips and stuff when Daniel left Red Bull. Christian Horner looks again, looks to me, looks genuine. Where he's like, we're really upset that Daniel left. We really like him. You know, we're really sad that Daniel's leaving us. We wanted him to stay. We love him. Which is true. Which is why they brought yeah. him back as a test driver. Yeah. Like, yeah. So and he understands it's fucking business, like you yeah. know. Yeah. And he was like, "Well, I'm not going to get the I'm not going to get the best parts because at that stage, Max was in the team. He's like, "Well, why would it? Like, I'm going to be a second driver here. I'd rather be a first driver elsewhere, even if I'm not like competing. You know what I mean? So, well, it's like it's it, it's similar to me. It's like Brett Deledio. Do you know Brett Deledio? Brett Deledio played his whole career with the Richmond Tigers in the AFL, and when they were rubbish, and then. In 2009, was it 2000? No, 2019, he left the Richmond Tigers and came to the Giants, Greeno, because he thought the Giants were the best chance. No, it was earlier. It was like 2017 or something. So whenever they won their first grand final. So he in the year that the Tigers won their first grand final, and now Brett Delito was like a, a club favorite, best and fairest, left, multiple best 20, and fairest winner. 2017 he 2017, left. yeah. So he left in 2017. He came to the Giants because the Tigers were rubbish for 10 years before that, barely making mm-hmm. it. They used to finish ninth all the time. That was the joke, right? Uh, they would always finish one place out of, you know, the quote-unquote playoffs. So he came to the Giants because at the time, the Giants had just lost the prelim final the year before in 2016. It looked like we were on our way to a grand final, like no questions. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, okay, I'll go to the Giants because it's my best chance of winning a grand final. And then the Tigers went on to win three grand finals without him. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's like, a, it's a soul-crushing story for me. Because, like, he, like, he's, he's, like, he's like in the Tigers Hall of Fame, basically. But yeah. he left just before they went on to win three grand finals. Like, literally left a year off. So, yeah. in the, let's say the five, sorry, six years beforehand, they finished 15th, 12th, 12th, 5th, 8th, 5th, yeah. 13th. Yeah. He left after they finished 13th. Mm-hmm. Then that's the year Richmond won yeah. the premiership. Yeah. They finished first, but didn't win the premiership. Then came third and third and won the premiership the next two years. Yep. And in 2019, we played we Richmond in the grand final. They won by 5 million. Yes, they destroyed us. And so he had to sit there and watch his former team play his current team and get destroyed. But he was injured, so he couldn't even play in the game. Yeah. Like, what a, what a cruel fucking life. Like, what a cruel way to go out, you know? Ah, that's the choices they make. That's the choices you make, right? Like, it's tough, though, man. That's so fucking tough. Because I've heard him talk about, like, that 2017 one. And, um, you know, because we lost the prelim, I think, against... Oh, we lost it against Richmond. That's right. We lost against Richmond in 2017, the prelim, when they went on to win it. Mm-hmm. Um having lost the year before against uh, the Bulldogs who went on to win it. So, like, every time we lose in a prelim, the team that we lose against ends up winning the grand final, which is another story. Yeah. Which is, a, I guess it makes it more acceptable if you lose to the eventual, eventual yeah, champion. Yeah, if you, if you, you lose know? in the finals, you always want that person to go on, or that team, yeah. to go on and win the whole thing. Because it's like, well, there was no beating them, you know. Yeah, we did the best the we could. Yeah. If we beat them, we would have won the whole thing too. That's the whole fucking <laughs> That's format. right, yeah. So in 2017, uh, you know, we lost to Richmond. And then I've heard him talk about it. He never watched the grand final. And then he kind of like heard scores and he's like, oh, no, they're not going to win it without me, are they? Like they, it wasn't like 
you know, I'm pissed off or anything. His his reaction was, I can't believe they're going to win it without me. Like they, yeah. like my team. You know, even after he'd left them, they were still his boys. You know, because yeah. you've been there for fucking fifteen years or something before I'm you left. Yeah, I'm sure sports is filled with stories like that. Can you think of any like kind of heartbreak stories like that? Um, have I told not- you the story of my favorite sportsman of all time? I'm sure I have. You probably, yeah, hundred percent, you would have. But let's go through it anyway. It's uh, Hisham El Garouge. He's a he's a Moroccan. He's a runner. And he was like the best kind of distance runner for 20 years. Um, He won world championships. He won world cups and stuff, but he could never win a gold medal Mm -hmm. um, for the longest time because for whatever reason, he'd get bad luck. He got injured during the race and what have you. And then eventually, like right at the end of his career, he won a gold medal. And like, because he kept going for 20 years because what he wanted more than anything was to win a gold medal. Yeah. Like he 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 was considered the greatest runner for for twenty years. He was considered the greatest runner who'd never won a gold medal. You you don't yeah. want that, you know. And he eventually won it, and then the day after he retired, it's like that's it. I'm done. Thank you. Thanks. Nice. He, he got his gold medal. Hisham El Garouj. Yeah. It's a it's a really inspiring story. Yeah, He's nice. My favorite sportsman. It's it's one of those things where yeah, like once you've achieved that. Like, if that's all you're holding on for, yeah. why would you? Yeah. But the, but the, the fact that he just kept going, he kept going, he yeah. kept going, he kept going. And then, like, he was an old man when he won it, you know? Mm-hmm. He should have won every gold medal for the 20 years previous, but he didn't yeah. because, like, of bad luck. Yeah. Basically, but he didn't quit. He just kept coming back, kept coming back, kept coming back. There's and a movie eventually in that. he won it. Guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It but seems yeah. like the kind of movie that you get made in between the, uh, what's it called, Marvel movies. Mm, yeah, well, the Marvel movies are garbage now these days. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, I've watched the I watched last Marvel movies, and then you put, shit. Yeah. put this one in there yep. in, in the middle of. Yeah, uh, we went it. from Tony Stark blowing up tanks with fucking missiles coming out of his arms to yeah. you know She Hulk's twerking on screen, Bruno. What the no fuck good. is going yeah. on? Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I um I watched a movie recently. Like we often like talking about films here, yeah. and once again, just trying to find something for me and the wife to watch, and it's hard. We have very I've well, noticed we've I, talked very little Formula One too, by the way. We're just sprinkling it in, but we're not really doing no, the preview like, show. Yeah. T- testing's hard to fucking talk about because not, nothing's changed. Everyone is still in the same order. They're just doing laps. Carlos Sainz is yeah, done. Ferrari's, okay. I think Ferrari's inched a little laps. closer. We'll get, we'll get to that. Max will come out shortly and we'll talk about him for a little bit. Um, but uh, we, we are, my wife and I have very different movie choices. We don't like different things. Yes. But we occasionally find a happy ground. So when I like to go... go pick movies for us to watch have to make sure it's in kind of that middle zone because i can't watch the shit she likes and she can't watch shit i like we need to find a nice little middle zone we have a nice happy medium we find a bunch of movies to do but i put one on the other day and it was like a 2006 film that i'd never heard of but i'm like this cast is pretty good right like it's fucking robbie downey jr it was robert duvall it uh, was uh, who else was in there? Oh, the dude from fucking uh, Law and Order: Criminal Intent, Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, there was a bunch of other like really good. That actors list really there. dropped off hard after Duval, didn't it? Duval, yeah, <laughs> the guy to... from Law and Order. No, no, no. That's the guy from fucking Full Metal Jacket, the crazy dude. Uh, oh, the big. Vin- oh, yeah. is that the guy from Men in Black who's uh, the Edgar Suit? Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, okay. That guy, I like that guy. Really yeah. good. 
Anyway, I look at this thing and I'm like, that's fucking, this is going to be good. And my wife's like, I don't, like, I don't like Robert Downey Jr. Like, oh. <laughs> so I'm like, no, no, trust me. Like, I've seen, I've watched the preview. I think this is going to fit our middle zone. We're going to be all good here. Okay. We watched the movie and Downey is as fucking genius as he ever is. Yeah, he's so And we're about, yeah. we're about 35 minutes in. I'm looking over and the wife's like just enthralled. I'm like, I fucking told you. Like, this Nailed is, this it. is good. This is good, Downey. Like, she must have seen bad Downey. I don't know. Maybe he's on his, like, crack face. Because I'm like, this is what Downey does. This is fucking Downey. This is... He lives and breathes it, man. He he makes you believe, doesn't he? Yeah. He's a fast-talking lawyer defending his father. Like, it's fucking... Oh, I've said... No, no. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt. I did the same thing with Lady Boogs. The exact same thing, like, three years ago. I remember it now because as soon as you said... Because his old man is like... He's a judge who killed somebody yes, in a hit and run or whatever. That's the one. And he's shitting himself and he's going senile yep. and he's the yep. big city, he's the big city slick talking lawyer That's who comes back home and the dad never really loved him and all that yep. kind of stuff. And, you know, he's just trying to earn his dad's respect. We did the same. I did the same thing to Lady Books. We were sitting there yep. scanning through movies that we could watch for an hour. And I'm like, what about this? Let's go with this. Okay. We both like kind of courtroom stuff. It's got Robert yep. Downey Jr. We can't go wrong. Surely yep. it's a hit. Okay. You know, and we did the fucking same thing, man. The same Got thing. We need, okay. Now, Jamie, I need you to pull up the name of that movie. So if you are uh, looking for a movie with your partner or it's significant the, other. The judge, isn't it? The judge. It could be the nice, judge. Gary. If you're looking for a movie with your partner or significant other, because you know the chicks are into that true crime shit, man. They love that true crime shit. Yeah, so, there you go, the judge. So it's uh, yeah, Robert Downey Jr., Leighton Meester. Yep. In the cast, and but know. it's it's also got the bromance, like the the, the dad and the and the son kind of aspect to it. You how know. do I forget? How do I forget Billy Bob Thornton? How good's he in that? Billy film? Bob Thornton's in that movie, ladies and gentlemen. He fucking nails it. He is so good. And that was uh, that was was that post Angelina or pre Angelina or during Angelina? Okay. Twenty fourteen, the film was released. Ah, that's post. That's definitely post Angelina. So that's when yeah, Billy yeah. Bob was like more hardcore. You know, he was great. He was great in that film. <laughs> yeah. He was hardcore. Uh, yeah, Leighton Meester was his daughter in that. Yeah. Fucking very good. Uh, Vera Farmiga. That was a, such a, a good movie, man. I really enjoyed that's it. A good movie. Yeah. I, I never heard of it, and I was like, oh, this cast is too good for this movie to suck. And even if the movie does suck, Downey Jr. is going to fucking put on yeah. a good performance. Anything with him in it's good. Is there a bad Robert Downey Jr. movie? I don't think there is. Like even um, is it Hudson Hawk? Hudson even Hudson Hawk. Hawk no, no. Unfortunately, no. I'm gonna have to. You dick. Because is it I, Hudson Hawk is no. It? Hudson Hawk is Bruce Willis. No, that's Mel Gibson. Ah, oh, it's Bruce Willis. Okay, not that one. It's Bruce Willis. Uh, but I do. Before you go on, I do have to say Hudson Hawk. Now, I had heard that Hudson Hawk was the reason that. Bruce Willis got the Die Hard movie franchise, okay? Ah, wait, I realize, sorry. uh, There's a big fan base out on the internet who are like, oh, Hudson Hawk, Hudson Hawk, Hudson Hawk. I watched maybe 45 minutes to an hour of it, and it is quite possibly, it is quite, and I I had to turn it off. I had to. It's very good, yeah. Uh, It's quite possibly one of the worst Worst cringe, worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life, and I, I can I only imagine that Bruce it. Willis would be embarrassed by doing it. You know, yeah. you know when bands release their first album, but their second album is a hit, and they yeah. never talk about their first album. You know, it's like Powder, Powderfinger, Greeno. 
Powderfinger never talk about the first album they released because they isn't don't it, consider isn't it. Their best album? No, no. Their their best album is Double Allergic, which is the second album that they released. Oh, that's the second. I thought Double Allergic was their first album. No, that's second Double Allergic's got DAF on it, and hmm. um, that's the album I'm thinking of. I thought that was their debut. No, no, they did one before it. You didn't know that that wasn't their debut because they never fucking talk about their they debut album because they're embarrassed by it, Greeno. So, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's that kind of thing. Hudson Hawk is a, it's it's not the worst movie I've ever seen, but it's in the conversation. It's yeah. definitely in the reckoning. Like uh, it's arguable, was, you know. Yeah, terrible movie. I was thinking of that uh, is a banger. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. from the early nineties, Air America. Air America. I, I tell you, uh, maybe a little sly banger that you may not have seen, Greener. I think it's called Two Girls, One Guy. Robert Downey Jr. No, you're thinking of, I know, is that like a, a crime movie? Nope. With Val Kilmer? Nope. Nope. It, the whole movie is set in oh, one no, apartment. Oh, no, I've seen that one with Heather Graham. I have seen that. Heather Graham, yeah, that's a really yeah. good movie. Like That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. It's all set basically in one room. One basically. room and, it's yeah, he's kind of like sleeping with two girls. Yeah, that's a fucking they, they, movie. And they, they, they catch him. Like they they catch him. Support, and he, yeah, and it's like yeah. they basically interrogate him and they're like getting yeah. into his psyche and it's like, you know, this is the most real moment you've ever had in your entire life right now. He fakes his own suicide, you know, in yeah. the bathroom. And then he's like, oh, I'm just fucking with you. you know? Yeah. And then at the end, one of the girls says, well, I, you know what? Let, why don't all three of us have a crack? Yeah. And then one of the girls says, yeah, I'm not into that. And then he fucks the other one that's remaining. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's a good flick. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. The other one, the one I'm picking up, which is one of my, probably my favorite Robert Downey Jr. film, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a good one. I haven't seen that since it came out. I saw it when it came out and I don't even remember the plot, but I remember enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, Heather Graham, Natasha Gregson Wagner was the other girl in Two Girls, One Guy. There you go. So Heather Graham went on and Natasha who? Gregson Wagner. Okay. She's Robert, Robert Wagner's uh, daughter. Who's Robert Wagner? The guy from the Rockford Files. The Rockford Files. Yeah, you'd know if you see him. He was a very famous actor. He was married to the The Rockford Files I always think of like as the Aldi version of Matlock. Is that Yeah, it's pretty much it. Okay, yeah. Um, but I think he was also like his her mum was Natalie Wood, which was like the actress who died from drowning between uh he got she got thrown off a boat. The only thing I I remember of the Rockford Files was it was on when my nana was watching TV. She would be 100%. watching the Rockford that's, Files. That's, that's all I remember. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're most famous for allegedly him and Christopher Walken killing his wife. Ah, okay. I love Christopher yeah. Walken. Yeah. Walken's good as well. Uh, so we want to take a break? Let's have a quick break. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll do some F1 testies. Um, yeah. Got some food things I want to get into tonight as I'm well. Do some food things. I had a couple of storage lines, but I can carry them over next week. That's all good. Yep. Uh, Jim sent through a food thing. Australian man patents the ham dog, a, ha- a hot dog and hamburg uh, combo. Let's come we back. We need to discuss let's, that. So let's hit the let's hit the men's, have a break, and uh, come back with the ham dog. Sounds good. Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic? Handmade with painstaking care, put into every note. Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later, Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week 
so check it out. than 3% sport content. It's the starting block on TAVshow.com. Yes, welcome back to the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, as we come back from the break. Kevin Magnuson now has worked his way into the top 10, currently 7th in the testy screen. Uh, oh, wait, top 10? I'm 10 fucking drivers. Sure that's <laughs> thank, you, thank you for ruining the gag. Yeah. <laughs> I am actually really interested to see how Williams goes this year. I feel like Williams is going to be, if we take like, say, I, I'm going to put Alpine in like, they're no longer midfield for me. They're like lower mid to low to bottom end. Yeah. They're bottom third now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I feel like Williams for me is the team that's going to make the biggest strides. They sold the team. It's actually, it's no longer owned by like the Williams family. So that's the first place. They sold it. Yeah. I thought they sold that a couple of years ago though. They did. They? Yes. Yeah. But it, for these big organizations, it takes some time to kind of really shift a culture. Yeah. In a couple of years. They've yeah. replaced most of their like key engineering stuff, which like that was always the big problem at Williams. They would hire people like fucking, uh, Patrick Head and uh, yeah. what was the other guy? God, what was that young guy? Sam, the guy who replaced Adrian Newey. Oh God! In like the late nineties, when when they had like Juan Pablo, was it? No, it wasn't Montoya, was it? Yeah, it was Montoya yeah, and Montoya, Ralph yeah. Schumacher and, yeah. and Heinz Harold Frensen. They brought in for a while, yeah. and all these other guys. Um, and then they were like, "Oh, this guy's better than Adrian Newey." I was like, "Really?" And the car just kept going backwards every year until they fired him. Sam, it was Sam something. Um, And I haven't seen his name since in Formula One, honestly. I'm sure he's working there somewhere, but I'm not sure he's designing cars anymore Um, because clearly anyone who follows Adrian Newey in any role in car design probably, you know, you're probably asking for it, honestly, you know. 
Uh, it's a tough act to follow. Are you Googling, Greeno? Can you find the Sam guy that I'm thinking? Yeah, Jamie's on it, mate. I'm fucking... Give yeah. me a minute. Okay. You'll find him. You keep talking. Jamie's on it. Yeah. So, but I feel like Williams last year made some big strides. I think the main thing for me is Logan Sargent, I can take him or leave him. I'm, I'm not convinced on Logan Sargent yet. I'm surprised actually that he got another role this year. Uh, he must be bringing a lot of money to the team. He must be. There's no reason why he's still driving in Formula One. No, unless uh, think- unless they really believe in his ability and they were like, last year the car just didn't suit him or something. But uh, I, I said this to you and, you know, the boys all the way through last year, Greeno, I'm a big believer in Alex Albon and I think right now he's like in the prime of his career but he's just in a car because the timing of his career was all wrong. He should be in a Red Bull now. Not he shouldn't have been in a Red Bull when he was in a Red Bull. It was too soon for him, you know. Uh, Sam Michael. Sam Michael, thank you. Nice Gary. Nice Gary. Nice Gary. And what were his years at uh, Williams Greeno? Uh, Ninety-eight to oh, okay. That's too much detail. But he, uh, I think he came uh, after Adrian. He had, he had a direct role in Williams and McLaren in the two thousands. Uh, but he was he was there. He was the technical director. Uh, just. Like when, uh, just after, because Weber got bought over because Adrian knew he was part of the Williams team yep. at that point, and Weber came in and then knew he went to Red Bull. Yep. Weber was still there because we were so excited. Like, fucking Weber's finally in a, a good car with Williams. Sam Michael took over, and then that car went to shit. Mm-hmm. Nice, and then he finally got, to William, uh, finally got to Red Bull, and then by then Seb was there, and it was too late. It was too late, yeah. But, yeah, Sam Michael took over, and the car just went. It went further down the grid every single year until they got rid of Sam Michael, and then they stayed at the bottom of the grid. Until the Williams family, it's so funny, man. I remember watching an interview with what's the name of um, Frank Williams' daughter's name who took over the team. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, you, I, you I can see I, the face, right? No, Not I Frank had Williams. Claire Williams. Claire Williams. So I yeah. remember seeing an interview with Claire Williams where she was like, "We are never selling this team. Like yeah. this is this team is going to stay. It's my dad's legacy. He worked his whole life for this team." And then 18, like it was like 18 months later or thereabouts, maybe two years later, maybe even less than that, where she was like, yeah, look, we're selling the team. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, it, was the, it was the first season of Drive to Survive. She's like, we're never leaving. And yeah, two years, it was the, the reverse of Wolf of West Street. I'm not fucking going anywhere. Yeah. Um, I'm out. <laughs> uh, she's out. Um, Sam Michael, actually, I didn't realize he was Australian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, he now he now works for Triple Eight Racing in, in V8 Supercars. There you go. Yeah, so he's not in Formula One anymore, right? No, nah. no, nah. uh, because that's hard to come back from that reputation where you took a team that was challenging for world titles, which Williams were back in those early days. Like they had some reliability issues, but they were still like pace wise, they were right up there. You know, two thousand four, he got appointed uh, technical director of Williams. Yep, and that was pretty much it. 2011 went to McLaren in a different different yeah. role. Um, and then, a lower role, yeah. Yeah. And then McLaren went backwards as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah they stuff. <laughs> oh, no, because that was still when Lewis was around. So that was still solid then. Lewis won in and 2012, then, and then that was it, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, no, he won like two, two or three at McLaren. I think he only won one at McLaren, didn't he? Only won two. No, I think only one. Mate, you're putting fucking Jamie to the test today. I'm on a roll today, though. You should back me in. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to back you in, but I've got to confirm. I think he won two. Okay. Let's make it. Okay, you could be right. I think he won one at McLaren and then won the rest at Mercedes. All right, let's have a look here. World champion. 
Because that's a lot of fucking championship. He's a seven-time world champion, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he won six at Mercedes, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let's have a look here. Scrolling's got... Fucking Lewis has got a lot of bullshit here. A lot of bull... I don't give a fuck about charity. Tell us about the uh, how he went. He won position. Okay. Formula One. Mercedes. Fucking give yourself another glass, Gary. Nice, give yourself Gary. A... Give yourself a frozen chook. One of us. Fifth, fourth, fifth, fourth, fourth. Then went to Mercedes. Oh, went to Mercedes and came fourth. And then one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Seven time world champ, two time runner up. And I oh, sorry, three time runner up. Came runner up with uh, McLaren in the first year. Yeah. That's right. He would have been the youngest ever world champion in that well, first year. Kimmy Rockin and won it. That's right. Yeah, that was the year that Kimmy won it on the last because Hamilton had won the championship until Kimmy crossed the line. Do you remember at Interlagos? No, that was the opposite, wasn't it? Wasn't the uh, it was the one after it? Wasn't the two thousand eight? No. Is when uh, what's his name? Uh, the Ferrari driver Felipe Massa won the championship, and he thought he won the title because he came across the line. Oh, and then, then Lewis, Lewis won it. Lewis took someone in the last lap. Uh, and then that was what got Lewis the championship in 2000. Yeah, yeah, you could be right actually on that one. Yeah, definitely. I definitely do remember seeing like Massa's dad celebrating in the garage. Celebrating. And then uh, who was it? Was it Timo Glock or someone like that? Someone who like Lewis it, was friends with? It, well, it, and they were, it clearly it wasn't Yano Trulli again, was it? Because he, no, it he fucked Yano Alonso. So uh, it was this weird kind of thing where like someone who was mates with Alon- uh, with Lewis on the last lap gave up a position, yeah. and it was like, oh, I had technical difficulties, but it was like this is too much of a conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah, Massa won it for half a lap. He was the world yeah. champion for half a lap. Yeah. And, and never got another chance again. Actually, Mass is like a really hard luck story in Formula 100%. One. So many years as like the as the um, bridesmaid to fucking um, Schumacher at Ferrari, right? Yeah. And then, yeah, then Schumacher goes and it's like Mass is like, now's my time. <laughs> oh, but it wasn't. Here you go. What? Well, fucking like. I'm going to give myself a frozen chook, yep. overtaking nice, Timo Glock for fifth position in the final corners of the last lap to still become the youngest F1 champion. In oh, so he did become the youngest F1 champion. Okay. Until was, Sebastian yeah, Vettel, I think. Yeah. yeah. And probably Max Verstappen. Uh, did Max, was Max, hang on, we've got to hear from Fernando. We've got to hear from Fernando here. Hang on. The goat. What's your feeling from this car? Yeah, definitely. It's always a, an incredible feeling when you, when you are behind this these cars, you know, and, and you test for the very first time uh, your your team and your car for uh, for the next 11 months. God, he's become of, a team uh, man, year, hasn't he, so Fernando? He has, and so like, I love it. I just wish he'd done it earlier in his career. Yeah. Because everything is compressed in, in one day and a half. He's got no choice, though, because he's like... No, he's, he's, he's I reckon it's, it's, it's experience. I think he's old enough now to uh, appreciate, so, yeah, like, that he has very little time right. left and he's what just enjoying every moment like kind of thing, you know? You made a good he's, yeah, his yeah, whole demeanor's changed, man, if you watch him now compared to when he was younger. He's a different man. All right, so, yeah, Sebastian Vettel, youngest F1 champion. Yep. Then Lewis Hamilton, Fernando Alonso, and Max Verstappen. Yep. That was the order. Some of the ideas they are... Now 23, 134 days for so Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. Just finally, what's the focus of the Any guesses for who the oldest world championship driver is? Nigel Mansell. Juan Manuel Fangio. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, right. Nigel Mansell, fifth oldest. 
Fifth oldest, uh, really? Yeah, uh, Giuseppe Farina in 1950, Jack Brabham in 66, and Graham Hill in 68. Yeah, these are all well before my time. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel Mansell is the oldest one like that's relatively but, in our time zone. Yeah, you know? anything in our generation. <laughs> yeah. We're like a yeah, generation above before that. Yeah, 68 is the closest. Yeah, right. Um, Elaine Prost just after uh, Nigel Mansell. Prost there. was good, man. He was so he was. good. Elaine Prost. He was ice. Ian Senna was fire and Elaine Prost was ice, man. It was good. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about this, uh, this ham dog hamburger? Yeah, Jim sent this through. Um, interested to get your thoughts. Uh, let's have a look here. Australian man patents the ham dog, a hot dog and burger combo. I wish we had the actual story instead of the screenshot, but um, so you can see it on the on the screen there. If you're listening to the podcast, it looks like two hamburger buns. Like if you put two hamburger buns side to side and then put a hot dog bun in between them, a foot long. It looks like a foot long. Like it looks like a, a foot long with a hamburger in the middle. Yeah. No, two hamburgers in the middle, I guess. Well, maybe, yeah, okay. So you cut a hamburger in half and you separate it. Then you put a hot dog in the middle, but it's all one bun. No, reverse. If that makes I feel sense. like it's a, it's a hamburger in the middle and they put two hot dogs on the edge and put some sesame seeds on Yeah, well, however you want to look at it. It looks like a cross, basically, you know? So a, ham, yeah. a, a hot dog with a hamburger, a hamburger with a hot dog through the middle of it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, apparently someone in Australia has successfully patented this. I would have thought you can't patent a sandwich. No, 100% you can't. Imagine just going ham and cheese sandwich. I'm going to patent that. Yeah, it's my idea. I came up with that. Cheese and tomato toasty. That's fine now. I'm going to patent that. Now, in saying that, I'd love to try one. I think it looks spectacular. I'd love to have a crack at it. Um, What are your feelings on the ham dog, Karina? I'm trying to work out what it involves here. Is it a situation where you've got some hot dogs on the edges and you've got a hamburger in the middle? Or is it kind of like hot dogs throughout? Is it hamburger built around it? I'm trying to work out what's going on here. I feel like they're two, they're a meshing of two things that probably don't need to go together. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're two separate flavors. I'm like, I don't feel like I'm like, oh, I need a bite of a hot dog and I need a hot, hot bite of uh, a standard hamburger. I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in purchasing, to be fair. Would I try it once just for lols, possibly? Would I eat it a second time? I doubt it. Okay. I found a video, Greeno. Okay. Let's have a look at this bad boy. The world's first patented ham dog. It's the ham dog guy. He's got 842 subscribers on YouTube. This is seven years ago, mind you, though. So it's been out for a while, the ham dog. Okay. Uh, It's in 240p, so you can tell that it's an old video because back back then we didn't even have HD. I'm going to give this guy a subscribe, the first one he's probably had in 10 years, for creating (laughs) a ham dog. You get get up tomorrow morning, you get a ding. And he's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Someone's following me. It's going to be like the starting block liked my ham dog episode. <laughs> Let, let's, let's have a look at the ham dog being created greener. I wonder, now this is clearly a restaurant or something here. Is this a tent? Maybe this uh, is a tent. It looks like a tent. Look at this pole here in the middle. Yeah, it looks like one of the, you know, a bit of a stall. Yeah. Stall at a festival perhaps. Okay, let's see the ham dog in action, Greener. Does everyone want the logo? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so no, no, no. They cut the meat no, in half. Now, 
Now I'm liking this. Okay, so, okay, so the a, bun is pre-made to that shape, Greeno. That that answers my question, all right? Yeah. So they've, they've made a bun that has a little bit of a hole to put the hot dog in. Now now I'm actually I'm intrigued by this. I like where they're going with this because now they're mixing the two together because I like mustard on my hamburger personally anyway. Yes. I like mustard on my hot dog. I like the same sauces. I reckon I can get away with a bit of onion and pickle on both. Yep. Maybe maybe I'm in on this. I'm, little pickled jalapeno on there, Greeno, maybe, perhaps. You go a little bit of that. If you're feeling you want, spicy, yeah. You can, yeah. You can go standard pickle yeah. if you wish. Uh, either either. I'm going to take both on my burger and on my hot dog. Okay. Okay, a little bit of lettuce. they got mayo no, going on. No, no, there. no. Now, now, now we're gonna stop. Okay, now we need to fucking pause. And we need to reevaluate. You cannot fucking put mayo on a hot dog cross. You've got a few options here. You can go your sauce. You can go your mustard. What if it's like garlic sauce? What if it's not mayo? What if it's like garlic sauce or hobble? Who wants garlic sauce on a hot dog? Mm. No one. I want mustard and I want tomato sauce. That's it. They're yeah. the only two options for the cross between the hamburger and the hot dog. Anything else you put on there, you've ruined it. What about lettuce, Greeno? Because a hamburger has lettuce on it, right? And cheese. And uh, well, it depends tomato, on Greeno. Ham- tomato. Well, tomato I can have on that because I don't mind a little bit of a salsa on a hot dog. So I'm in on a tomato. The lettuce it's actually a tricky question. Put- it's actually a tricky question because to me a hot dog is like very stripped back, whereas a hamburger is very experimental. You know? Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm just trying to work out what feels like is appropriate for both. I'm trying to find a happy medium here. I feel like lettuce is Jim's, inappropriate. Jim's feel- saying Jim's saying this dude was on Shark Tank. What for the ham dog? The ham dog. Oh, we've got to find this Shark Tank. I'm gonna pull this shit up, Jamie. Shark Tank. <laughs> ham dog. Surely not for the ham dog. Well, Hand dog owner asked for one dollar for a twenty-five percent. It is. It's on Shark Tank. All oh, right, we're watching this. Fuck. Let's have a look. Okay, I've pulled it up. Okay, pulled so up, the, Jamie. the ham dog owner. How many years ago is this? This is only one year ago. Uh, surely this, this is an why, older. This episode. is why. It's, this is why it's now being patented. Okay, let's have a look. Because I reckon he's gone on Shark Tank and they've gone just patent it. He put a link in the Discord. There it is. I don't need money. I need help. Okay. Let me get the one that Jim sent. It's the same one. Okay, let's have a Next in the tank, a fast food innovator. Catering for customers who can't make up their minds. Oh, no, wait. This is Shark Tank Australia. Shark Tank Australia. But mind you, so this, let's look at this though. The ham dog guy. Okay. This guy. This was seven years ago that he posted the first ham dog video. This Shark Tank video is from one year ago, Grant. He's been doing this for over half a decade. And now he wants a bit of cash influx. He's like, I can vlog this. I'm going to copyright it. I'm going to make some money off it. I mean, this guy is the Hisham El Garouge of the fast food industry, Grant. He's not giving up. He's coming back until he wins the gold. Fucking good luck to him. Let's have a look. I think that there's a potential here to make millions, even hundreds of millions of dollars. Okay. Hi, Sharks. I'm Mark Murray, and I'm here today to make history by revealing to you and the rest of the world for the first time ever the ham dog. (laughs) Pause. No, no, pause. Let's correct him there. Uh, Revealed it seven years ago on YouTube. Seven years ago on YouTube. Nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Now, mind you, the production now, quality was not 
as not good as good because we are but talking about two forty T here. No, no, no. Let's call us though. Yeah. Maxine Pitcher that he's got seven years ago in the background yeah. that he did on the Shark Tank. Ah, okay. Now, the uh, quick thought before we continue on, another appropriate topping for both hot dog and hamburger, bacon. Uh, yes, I can accept that. What about sauerkraut? That. Can we get another Sauerkraut, I can accept them both. I cannot accept lettuce though. We need to fucking scrap the lettuce. I'm willing to accept cheese. I'm no, I'm, no. Look, I've got to. I've got to disagree there. For me, but you a want hamburg- lettuce on a hamburger. You want lettuce on a hot dog. No, no, yeah, but if it's a hamburger hot dog, then it has to have. For me, lettuce is a look. Nothing has to be on a hamburger, but I personally, I consider a hamburger to be like minimum meat. Lettuce, tomato, cheese, onion. I agree, but my know. point is, shouldn't all toppings be conducive? Well, to then, both then it's just a, a funny shaped hot dog with different meat. Then, well, then it's not a ham it. dog. At you should change it. Should change it to a cheeseburger hot dog. You know? so I I would like to. I would like to try it before I judge it because I feel like the lettuce, the crispiness, it's got to be like nice white. You know that Absolutely. inside bit of the iceberg lettuce. It's got to be that nice crispy for the texture. And maybe with I'm a gonna, hot dog, it might work, Greeno. It might. I'm work. gonna, I'm gonna, ret- I'm gonna retract my comment. Yeah. And I just realized why. If you go back like two years on this show, I was talking about how I was avoiding bread, mm-hmm. and I used to replace Kransky, like Kransky buns, hot dog buns, with lettuce, with fucking lettuce. Yes. So nice, hot dog and lettuce actually does work as a replacement for bread. It's still got I bread. I think it can. So. Yeah. Okay, now we can leave the last one. We're back on track. Okay, right, we're back let's on track. Going. So you're on board now. You're you're open. Board, you're yeah. at least open minded. Yeah. I literally used to use lettuce as a fucking hot dog bun when I was trying to avoid eating bread for you. Jim says, "Where do you stand on relish, Greeno? Relish on a ham dog? We don't do relish in this country. We don't do, do relish. Here. I don't know what relish is. To be no, fair, I don't. I don't either. Honestly, I don't know what is relish. I feel like relish is like a chutney, isn't it? What is it's chutney? Like a... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like... I don't know. It's not something we do here. Uh, relish is like a, a mushed food by the looks of it. Let's have a look relish. here. Relish, relish is cooked and pickled coloring dish made of chopped vegetables, fruits, and herbs. It sounds fucking awful. It sounds bad. I don't it think I'd put bad. relish on anything, honestly. I, I would not eat this ever. No. Oh, it looks like, okay, do you remember back when we were kids and you'd have like jarred pickles, like the spread? Oh, vaguely, yeah. You'd have like pickles and cheese. Actually, on the a lady, sandwich. the ladybug still gets like the pickled spread stuff. I, n- that, I n- I've never that, had it in my life. That is what relish looks like. Uh, it looks like pickled spread. Ugh, gross. Yeah, it looks no good. That's gross. So pickled uh, relish. With that said, I used to smash down those as sandwiches all the time. Yeah. Cheese and, and pickles. Jim said, uh, in response to us saying that we don't really do relish in this country, he said, "You people are fucked up." There you go. Yeah. Well, we also create ham dogs, though. So, yeah, yeah no. a little credit where it's due. I'm offering a it's 25% share for, for one all the rights and revenue associated with the ham dog. Though in return, I do want an investment of one dollar. Wow. The ham dog is a unique combination of. A- it's a it's a good selling pit. I, I tell you why this guy's not stupid because coming in with that, I know what he's doing. He's saying you will give me like the resources that I need, right? Yeah. And the name and the fucking you know the business acumen that I need to take this forward. Yeah. So for one dollar, 
it's just a little bit of work from you. Like it's not even work. It's networking. They, these, it's, these, it's people, right? these people would be like, you know what? I have someone who works in fast food. I'm just going to hook you up with them and then you go for it. And then I own 25% of your business and it costs me $1. Why the fuck wouldn't I do that? And he makes 75%. Well, yeah. You know, it's a win-win, you know? And also the fact that, yeah, those... Because right, right now he's got 100% of nothing. I he's would rather nothing. have 75% of something than 100% yeah. of nothing, you know? You're right. These guys have all the connections to get that fucking website yes. that Jim just found. Yeah, yeah. To then spread that word to go, hey, no, I'm not going to get... I'm still going to eat the fucking thing. Yeah. But it gets it out there and it makes yeah. people aware of it. Even Especially if he's making 50 grand a year, like, Greeno, it's 75% of 50 grand as opposed to 100% of 75% zero. 75% of whatever he got from that stall, yeah. he sold like three ham dogs. Yes, ham dogs, Greeno. Yeah. <laughs> a hamburger and a hot dog in the one bun. It's so simple. The putty's split down the middle. Sausage goes in the centre. Load it up with your favourite ingredients. Bang, there's a party in your mouth. So suit you, Steve, this one. <laughs> and there is a very serious side to this product for any investor. Not only is it the most unique fast food product in the world, it is the only burger in the world that has earned the protection of a registered Australian design. He already had the patent, Greta. The only burger in the He already had, had the patent. Nice. That's why it cost the buck. He's already copyrighted it. He's already copyrighted it. Okay. Yeah. Now, see, look at this guy. Now, this guy's like, oh, patent. Uh, are you saying no one else can ever make one of these? Okay. Yeah. Now it's all. Okay. In the world that has been granted a United States patent and today been shown for the first time in the history of the world. My vision is to take the ham dog to market by either selling the rights and the patent or licensing it to a food or burger chain that finally wants like a draw card product that the competitors can't copy. Does that mean that you have no intention of building the business? All you want to do is get rid of the concept? That's exactly right, John. <laughs> I want to get rid of the concept, either license this or just or handball it totally to a food or burger chain that is looking at it right now saying, we need this, because, again, there's nothing like it. I mean, it does I look fucking tasty. Maybe I'm just hungry. <laughs> it does look very appetising to me, honestly. I could smash one of these ham dogs. Greeno, what are you... Bit, look it at it. It looks long. very good. I'd, don't get me wrong. I'd, I'd give one a crack. I'd rather I make it myself, though. Because mm. I, don't, I don't trust this dude to serve me up a fresh hamburger. You could make it yourself, but you'd risk, obviously, the authorities kicking your door down and going, you're in violation I'd, of patent law. You copyright that? <laughs> yeah. It'd be difficult to find a bun that's that particular shape. Uh, imagine if you, imagine if you did get done for making a ham dog. <laughs> that's the way I would go It's a patented product. Yeah. What if I call it a prison. dog ham? Yeah. What are you going to do then, smart guy? Yeah. Hey, okay. one prison. What are you in for? Murder? You know, yeah. you manslaughter. What you, if I call it a hot burg? Hey, made a hot bun. A hot burg, Greta. Yeah. Great. <laughs> it does actually uh, look quite. Of course, if you can, sir. Yeah, it's a good-looking hand dog, honestly. Yeah. What the fuck is the go with this dude in F1 testing? What's he dressed up? Oh, dude, this fucking this guy. No, no, no. Let's oh, let's get to this. Nice, Gary. So I'm so glad you raised this. Yes, because I was trying to work out what the fuck. Why was this guy on my TV yesterday? I couldn't work it out. I can't even show it because it won't even come up on the stream. But BBC have been going down this path for a while. I guess they think that Formula One is too much white guys. 
Um, so they've, you know, they've been doing the diversity. This is a an overtly homosexual guy who's brown, also who I don't know yeah. if he knows anything about Formula One at all. I, I listened to him for I like don't. twenty minutes yesterday. I felt like he about Formula One. That's what confused me. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, he's... now look, if you're if you're an overtly homosexual guy who's very brown, I don't have anything against you. My question is, what if you don't know anything about Formula One? Why right. are you a host on a Formula One show? Formula One right? It's not. It's nothing. I don't care if you fuck guys. I don't care what yeah. your skin color is. But I'm curious then, because there's a lot of people in the world who don't know anything about Formula One. Now yeah. they would oh, be they would be equally qualified for this job that you have, right? Mm. This is my position. There are so many people out there who don't know anything about Formula One who could do the same job that you're doing right now. But it just so happens that you are overtly gay and brown. Therefore, it seems like you got the gig. Whereas yeah. other people who also don't know anything about Formula One would have mm. been shunned from the position. Grant. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's fucking bizarre. Because, like, they'll be talking, like, there's a couple of guys who used to drive Formula One cars who are in the commentary box and they'll be like, you know, yeah, so the thing about the wing design this year is we're looking at, like, a 15% deviation on previous designs and the regulations, blah, 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 and he'll come on and say, yeah, I just think Lewis is very motivated. <laughs> you know, like, Lewis is inspirational. And it's like, uh, whoa, 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 wait, wait, what is going on here? Like, I'm so glad you picked up on that. I thought I was the only one. No, no, no. I was more confused by one, the jacket he's wearing, two, the the, uh, the shoes he's wearing, and three, the fact that yesterday when I was watching the short period I did when he was on, he seemed to know nothing about Formula One. He knows nothing about Formula One. I was trying to work that out. But and he I was speaks like, maybe- with a stereotypically gay. I don't want to burst anyone's bubble here, but no, nobody is born with a voice that is feminine if they're a man. Okay? Yeah. That is a put on. That's a, it's a thing that gay guys do. Not all gay guys, but the you know the stereotypical you know the flighty mm. voice. Now he does that. Um, now you, you're choosing to do that voice, and you're choosing so I can only imagine because you want everybody to identify you as a gay man. But yeah. also uh, are very against stereotyping. Yes, so we don't want to stereotype. However, this is the way a gay man is supposed to talk. <laughs> apparently. Yeah. That, yeah, it's just weird, man. I hope he's not doing the whole year. I hope this is just testing. And oh, I, I sure hope so. Because once again, if we're, if we're talking about if they're trying to find demographics, etc., we've already got Karun Shandok, yeah. who does an amazing job. Yeah. Who already takes take care of the brown. Yeah, he's component. a brown guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's amazing. He's fucking very good. I love what listen to Karun Shandok. Yeah, Karun's great. Uh, he actually now, see, he's, he's a typical Formula One driver in that he came from a rich background <laughs> and he, he kind of bought his way into a Formula One drive. Yeah. Um, but he at least he has, he has experience. He yeah, that's right. He that Anthony Davidson didn't win any races either, but he's there too, you know. like It's he's, fine. He's a, fucking, he's a rich British dude, though. Even, so, even, even that chick, that black chick with dreads that they had last the last what? couple of years, she Isn't was fucking – she was, Yeah, Naomi. Now she was fucking horrible um, because you would watch she, the some of the shit she would come out with would just be so basic, bitch. And you would watch like Martin Brundle and Damon Hill just give her looks like fucking why are you why do you have a job like you're not offering anything. But That's at least it, yes, one she's very yeah. fuckable. But two, 
She also used to race at some level. Okay? She raced three cars she at raced, a fucking very high level. That's yeah. right. So she raced cars. That's so. Yeah. You know, while they were talking about things like engineering and design and uh, you know motivation, and she would come up with basic bitch points. At least she had some background in racing, and she was also fuckable. Now this yeah. guy has no background that I can tell in racing whatsoever, and he's not fuckable, Greeno. He's not fuckable. <laughs> he does if not I'm have gay, tits. So if I'm if I'm gay and I'm looking out on the field, yes. that guy is pretty fucking low down. Like that's the uh, oh yeah two a.m. last two a.m. last call, and I've had forty. That's the thing. He's not even he's not even good looking by gay standards, Greeno. Gay standards. That's my point. Yeah. Like it's it's terrible. He, he's trying too hard. Like if I'm gay man, I'm looking at that guy. That guy is trying way too hard. To be gay. He's gonna be very. Yeah. He's going to be very high maintenance. Yeah. I'm fucking not wasting my time on that guy. I'm not going to give that guy a reach around. I don't have time for that because he's going to be calling me incessantly. Oh. And I'm going to get a whole bunch of text I'm messages. I'm so glad you raised good. this because I watched like yeah. four hours of testing yesterday and he was in the commentary box. So, and my it only was so thought bad. was, God, I hope he's only doing the testing because I can't. I don't know if I could watch the whole season with this. Like, I, it's... Again, like if you if you gay if you gay or whatever, I don't no. I don't care. But it's the fact I that you it seems no. like you're put in there because you are gay, because clearly 100%. you don't know anything about Formula One. He doesn't one. know what he's talking about. <laughs> Once again, if if tomorrow fucking uh, Martin Brundle will come out and is like, "Look, man, I, I can fuck guys," I'll be like, "Good for you, man." Yeah, as much cocky you can put up me as you can. Yes. I am down. Yeah. We'd be like, fucking, yes, Martin, get back in the com box and fucking do what you do. That's right. It's not a fucking gay thing. Exactly. It's got nothing to do with that. It's the fact the guy has no fucking idea what he's talking about. Exactly. I don't think any of us would be bothered if Ted Kravitz was gay, Greedo. We'd expect it. We can make the F1 com box a bathhouse for all they care. That's right. A Roman they, orgy. As long, it doesn't matter. As long as they know what they're talking about. Yes. Ted Kravitz, Martin Brundle, they could all be... They could, I don't care if they got a cock in their mouth. Let's just fucking get the commentary Croft, right. Crofty likes heavy metal. I guess he likes guys with long hair. Greeno, like exactly. it doesn't even matter. It's fine. It doesn't matter. The guy's gay. It's just the fact he doesn't know what he's fucking talking about. He doesn't know. And but that's the insult again because there's there's millions of people out there that don't know what they're talking about. But they'd be more entertaining. But you just pick the gay guy because yeah, gay he's a gay guy. Fucking... You know, fucking hell. Anyway, let's get back to the uh, the hamburger here. Uh, oh, no, gay dudes. I'm still convinced one day Lewis Hamilton will come out. You reckon Lewis Hamilton's gay? Wasn't he fucking a pussycat doll? No, she was pretty yeah, tidy, nah, man. man. A, she was a tidy that, unit. That's a beard, though. That's a beard. Uh, fucking John Travolta was banging the hot chick from Twins. What? Like, John Travolta's gay? 100% John Travolta's gay. What? How do you know that John Travolta's not gay? I didn't you know, know that? John Travolta's gay. Is he gay? 100% he's gay. Is that confirmed or is that your opinion? That's fucking, that's popular opinion. That <sighs> is... He was married. So to it's your opinion that other people on the internet no, share. Yeah. That is not okay. my well, look, uh, Earth is flat is an opinion too. So I'm putting, I'm putting it out there. If I can Google it, Jamie, Google it. You're Jamie. I'm Joe. Oh, you you need to Google it. I'm not Jamie. Google it. Google it. Gay. Is John Travolta gay? Well, he is a Scientologist, so I guess yeah, that comes with the territory. Yeah, he, he, he can't say that he's fucking gay. Is yeah. John Travolta gay? I tried to sort of Well, is he still married? His fucking wife's dead. Uh, gay. There we go. 
He's on for the game. Where's that says he's been followed by rumors almost entire career. Do we know the truth? Had a gay relationship with his pilot for six years. Pilot. Yeah, because you know he's, he's be fucking. He's a. He oh, yeah, he's, he loves the planes. Yeah. Yeah. He's a flyboy, Greeno. They call them flyboys. Flyboys, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, you know, Kirsty Alley and Carrie Fisher say they don't. Well, anyone who would fuck Kirsty Alley without being drunk, I pre- think, is up for a gay discussion. Honestly, although Kirsty Alley, when she was young, was tidy, oh, wasn't she? No, tidy, tidy ass. Yeah, yeah. Even like, uh, look who's talking. Level Kirsty Alley. Tidy. Yeah, that was she, she was on the downhill run at that point. Still tidy. Yeah. So Not like early days of Cheers, though. Mm. Oh, no, no. Early days of Cheers. Uh, the movie Summer School. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Like an old co- quality 1980s film. There, there uh, one exists. <laughs> oh, they're all good in oh. 1980s. Yeah, Summer School with Mark Harmon and Kirstie Alley. Very fucking good. You should check that out. If you can find that, check that one out. Okay. Um, but nonetheless, anyway, let's get back to this ham dog, whatever the fuck we're talking ham about. Ham dog. Here. Okay. So Jim said he would smash this at a baseball game. I would smash this. I would oh, absolutely fucking smash yeah, this. Man. A baseball game fucking costs $12 for a beer and $45 for a burger. Well, this like, is the oh, point Jim was making. Australian, he wants to sell this for Australian $8 in today's market. And we will get to, we have a story here about oh. um, McDonald's Excellent. prices. In today's yeah, yeah, yeah. market, $8 is a fucking steal. They're giving them away, oh, Green. We spent fucking 45 minutes a lot or two weeks ago talking about McDonald's yeah. prices. $8 Australian would be like $5 American and probably like $7.50 Canadian because ours and the Canadian dollar are pretty par, I think. Yeah. So round about the same. So it'd be like seven fifty Canadian, I think. As you know, I'm in this space. Yes, So gentlemen. I know this space very, very well. Clearly you've done a huge amount of market research to know that the consumer wants it. I believe there's a place for it. I mean... You know, but have you done the research? OK, I, around about 18 months or two years ago, I put a Facebook page up. The next day, I pulled the page down at 1,300, 1,400 likes. This is the sort of product that will self-market and go viral. Why because you pull the page down? He's not doing a good job. He's not, he's not, he's not selling well, no. I, you go in there and go, I've got half a million likes for this fucking stupid hot dog thing. This is but why that's not even research. When she talks about research, research, she's like focus groups and all that wonky yeah. management shit. Speaking yeah. to people as they're walking out of a Burger King or yeah. a fucking McDonald's going, yeah. hey, look, if we put this on the menu, would you buy it, sir? Yeah. No, exactly. here you go, here's a 30 cent cone. Because I don't want the public to see this. But you've got a patent, so you're protected and you're worried about the public seeing it. Well, I've always been worried, Steve. Because yeah. even if someone did... Hey? At a principle, I'm not going to buy this guy's burger anymore because he's kind of a fuckwit. I'll make one. I'm going to do a rip-off ham dog, and I'm going to call it a. Uh, I'm going to call it a hot hot burg. Greeno, fuck it. <laughs> See this? Didn't patent that, did you, smart guy? Hey. And go and copy it. I got to cough up the money to fight them. In which case, if I invest, I've got to cough up the money to fight them, which is even better for you. That's not how it works. Because you only need twenty five Yeah, for one dollar. So. $1, which means that it is fucking 75% liable on the other dude, and he still has the majority shareholding. Yeah. That guy's talking about uh, his ass. Blue shirt. Revolution. Let's see what blue shirt says. <laughs> Steve, I've uh, I've tipped in probably about around the $5,000 mark. I can believe that. Okay. Yeah. Um, $5,000. On a sandwich. Okay. No. Better be fucking good for five grand, you know. I've, I've almost spent $5,000 on a dinner once. 
Like what the fuck? So this one is one US dollar is uh one thirty four Canadian and one fifty uh one fifty two Australian, Greeno. Mm-hmm. There you go. Why a dollar then? This doesn't need money now. What it needs is I need help. If I picked up the phone and rang a big burger chain or something, they're just gonna hang up and think I'm insane. But if I can get somebody that has contacts in that area and is respected in that way. Am I gonna be going and knocking on Burger King's door and saying, hey? Yes, yes, you are. Wow. For a dollar. Okay, I like yeah, for a dollar, it's not much of an investment, no. It's a dollar and you're getting a 25% cut. Like it's fucking, yeah, you gotta do some work. You're paying me a dollar. Like, it's a free hit, basically. Because yeah. I've done my work. I'm not expecting you to put two or three years of, of time into this product. Look, who knows? that They could be lined up now watching this, so all you have to do tomorrow is answer the phone and say, yes, we can broker a deal. If not, it's going to cost you some, some time and it's going to cost you a dollar. A dollar. Yeah. You know, something, I, I've, I've got to say something here. I think my time is worth a lot more than to yeah. actually what's required to invest in this business. I think my reputation is worth more than what it actually is. <laughs> ah, oh, suck a dick. Fuck. Uh, blue shirt. I don't like blue shirt. No. Fuck him. I don't want to buy his burger either. Having to be associated <laughs> with his business. So in that respect, I'm 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 out. I'm done. I'm cooked. Put a fork in me. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, but thanks, Steve. <laughs> you know, what I see is something really creative and, and well done for thinking of it. Thanks, Dime. But I don't see it as a business and nothing. I don't see it as something that you need me for. So for that basis, I'm out. Thanks very much. Nobody does it, do they? Obviously. Uh, I'll, I'll mate here. He'll, uh, he's got contacts. The young guy. Mark. Yeah, well, all this of them. guy. Because they're not, like, let's be real here. These people, uh, as uh, it's high-end investors, they do not fucking sit there and pick up the phone to Burger King. They've got fucking underlings to do all this shit. Yeah. They just sit there and go, yay, here's my buck. Let's fucking draw a contract. They, they do occasionally show up. Like, so when they, I've, I tell you what, this so one, business yeah. I've, I've never watched the Australian Shark Tank because, I, look, this is going to sound very unpatriotic, but Australian, I really don't like Australian shows as much. The really good one is Dragon's Den. That's the UK version of this. Mm-hmm. It's so much better. It's so much yeah. fucking better. I watched That's maybe awesome. one or two of the Shark Tanks. I'm like, yeah, nah, it's no Dragon's Den. But occasionally in the uh, Dragon's Den, they'll like, they'll, so they'll sign up, they'll do the deal, right? Uh, one guy made it really big who did like barbecue sauce, Greeno. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he ended up turning out he had a cocaine addiction or something anyway. But, Sounds about right. But what they do is they sign up and they're like, okay, 20%, I'll give you $2 million. I'll get 20% of the business. I will help you. I'll put you in contact with people and we'll set this up. And then after that, what they do is they show up for like a photo op. And then yeah. your, your job's done, you know? Yeah, they're there on fucking display day. Like, yes. here's the media attorney, here's me, and otherwise deal with my underlings. There was, one, there was one guy who lucked out massively. He was selling, like, you know those Korean buns that they do? Like, they do, like, this weird kind of soft bun, and it's ba- filled ba- with... Me? Yeah, it's filled ba- with meat in the middle and stuff. Yeah, 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 bun me, I think they're called, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this guy, like, his idea was to open a restaurant with this bun, like this Korean bun. They were English, like it was a, a husband and wife couple. But they just so happened to be on the night that the, um, not not Uber, but not DoorDash, but there's another there's another company that does like fast food delivery. Menu Log? No, it's not Menu. It's, it's a UK company. Oh, okay. Maybe it is DoorDash. I'm not sure. Um, 
oh god, I wish I could remember. But it's it's, it's, it's fairly well known. <laughs> it's a big company, right? But yeah. he just happened to run this company. Okay. So he's the guy who founded this company, and, he, and it's like the whole thing. He started on a bicycle, and then he hired a yeah, guy yeah. to ride a bike, and next thing you know, they're doing like 60 percent of all the deliveries in London, kind of thing. You know? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So he just happened to be on that night, and he said to him, "Everyone else folded, like they didn't want." anything to do with it and he said okay i want to test it though does this survive like a 20 minute trip to to be delivered and they're like what do you mean and he said well if i order one now and i get one delivered will it will it survive and anyway they they did a delivery and it it came back and it's like this i forget the name of the korean fucking bun thing that they do what do you say it was called on me i think no it's weird it's like a white it's a big white bun like a dumpling yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's uh, about okay. me. Okay. It might be. And it was like a panda or some shit. I don't know. And so he, he tried it. And, you know, they put it on a bike for 20 minutes and rode it around and came back. And he's like, you know what? It holds its shape well. It's still warm. He said, okay, I'm not going to fund you for a restaurant. But what I'm going to do is I have like a number of industrial kitchens that uh, we we rent out to people to do like our DoorDash kind of Uber Eats. So you will do, I don't want to fund you for a restaurant. I just want you to do deliveries. Like that's it. You're only going to do takeaway. Like no restaurant, no sit down restaurant. And they were like, Oh, I don't know. And he said, well, think about it. You're not paying rent. You know, you don't have floor space. You don't have to fill seats every night. It's Once just again, a kitchen. Conversation we had two weeks ago. Yes. You know, fuck it. Yeah. yeah. People that lock themselves into a venue yes. are fucking a fucking game. Because they want the status or something, you know. They want to. They want to show up they to that building. Like, you know, yeah. yeah. Like fuck that. Like you. You yeah. spent too much overhead. And just and he ended up convincing them, and it was like you know he took like thirty five percent, and he paid a certain amount of money, and they said okay, we'll give it a go. And I think that business is still running today because that yeah, went off it. off its tits. Yeah. Because clearly the guy who runs. Because uh, one of the conditions was, but this product is going to be exclusive to my app. Like you yeah. can't you can't sell it on Uber and stuff. It's going to be on my app. And they were like, yeah, okay, fair enough. And Genius. I think it you went off fucking... its tits, and they all got millions out of it. You know, is that cut the cut of the the purchase price for those delivery services is fucking insane. Like it's really high. So I think like whatever you pay, like say it costs you ten bucks for a burger, you're paying an extra like five bucks for the delivery. Yeah, and that all goes to the delivery delivery company plus a cut of that ten dollars. So like they get like two bucks of the ten bucks and they get the five dollar delivery. So they end up getting more money for the delivery than they do for the actual purchase price of the the value item. Okay. It's fucking Jim is saying it's he said barn me is a fucking sandwich, you uncultured swine. This, That's fucking what it's called. No, but this is the thing that I'm thinking of. This it looks like this. Oh, I think you're talking about sandwiches. No, no, no. I said it's like a bun, but it's got stuff in the middle of it. Yeah, I thought I assumed it was a bun with fucking shit in it. Let's have a look at Mang Chi. Today, I'm going to make something whole family. Oh my god, she's already my favorite fucking cooking person on YouTube. Look at her, <laughs> Mang Chi Greeno. And look. make together and enjoy together. This show, it should yeah, be delicious. It's meant to be an excellent testing and turning into a cooking show. And yeah. it should be heavy. It should be nutritious. It should uh, be heavy. It should be a nutritious. Korean steamed buns. This is what they were selling. Steamed buns. Oh, this thing, this thing's amazing. Yeah, I didn't know. When I was a high you said buns, or you meant like bread roll buns. No, 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 no. 
front of the My bad. Store. It's when like a jam donut with not jam in it. Oh, you know, these things are fucking so good. I love these things. But I understand dude's reservation. Are these in the last? These things, ones, they get really, like, rubbery if you're... Fucking Greedo, are you listening to this? You've got sorry. You've got to listen to Mang Chi, Greedo. She's, oh, sorry, my apologies. Mang Chi, listen to no. Mang Chi is a queen. Listen to this. Okay. She she will be your new favorite YouTuber after this. I'm sure. Nah. Have a listen to Mang Chi. With sweet red bean. That's my favorite. When I was a high school, I used to buy all the time in front of the school. When they opened the big, large kind of steamer, a lot of steam come up, and then the, there is like a white. Large size in a bun. So tasty. <laughs> really sweet red bean inside. That's my all my favorite. These are two things. Fluffy bun plus sweet red bean. But when I think this is frozen Asian's mother. I go home, I eat more dinner. That's why kind of I have fluffy cheeks. <laughs> well, yeah, she's, she's very good. She's gorgeous. I love she's very her. Good. Now, my question is though, like, what's, what's the go with the edit? Because there was about 12 edits in that 53 seconds. There were so make, many jump cuts, Greeno. <laughs> the major scene, like, she fucked up her lines yes. so frequently yes. that they had to do 12 edits in a 53-second clip. There was a lot of jump cuts. And it was still, it was still fucking uh, English. It was no fucking good. Like, it was very broken English there. Fluffy, Fluffy cheeks. cheeks, that. That's very good. Usually. She even jump cutted out the, the laughing there. She jump cutted the joke. That's, That's what I mean. Like, yeah. Steamed buns. Sold at a bakery or in a street, they usually make dough with water. But today I'm making this dough with milk and also milk. a little bit butter. Butter flavor is really making it standing out. All you can do is just follow in my recipe and then make this. You will love it. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, we need to change the we need to change the episode. You need to change the episode title to "You Will Love It." You will love it. Lol. Yeah. Look. <laughs> okay, can we just skip, skip to the end here and have a look? Let's at skip the, to the end of these these ones that aren't bun me. Apologies, Jim. Yeah. Uh, these are uh, steam buns. Jing Pang, Greener. Apparently, I'm waiting for my timer. Just soon, soon. See, I see. <laughs> we need we need more of this lady on the I show. I love this lady. Oh, I need to find her. What is her name? Mangchi. Mangchi. Okay, we need to see. follow. We need to follow Mangchi. She's got six point three million subscribers, Greeno. And and fucking not enough, in, in my honest opinion. That's yeah. that's low. That's low balling. That's not even like a suburb in Seoul in Korea, Greeno. Yeah. Fuck all. It's nothing. She's a nobody in Korea. I'm boiling water now, really vigorously boiling. Vigorously boiling. So you vigorously boiling. We are going to steam soon. These things Turn look off. pretty fucking good, to be fair. But what, what are we, where's the filling? Whoa. Did we skip the filling? And then we did skip the filling. Yeah, we need to see oh, how no, the filling. She's, doing, she's doing sweet red beans. That's going to be terrible. Oh, I no. need like a... I need like a beautiful slow cooked beef or something. Yeah, mince, mince. Fill it with mince and yeah. veg or something. Dark brown sugar. Mm. Yeah, you can't, I'm not gonna. Beans aren't gonna okay, cut. Okay, she's it. putting brown sugar oh, yeah. in it though. Rice syrup. Yeah, she's fucking sweet beans though. That's gonna be terrible. Let's have a look. If you don't Give have a rice chance. syrup, just this you is Mang Chi. She knows what she's doing, right? Now. She knows what she's doing with the buns, man. I don't trust her on the beans. I try not to use much sugar, 
but it has to be at least sweet so that we can enjoy food. So this amount is a really perfect amount. I, also <laughs> I would eat anything she gave me this chick. <laughs> Whatever she served up. It Let's could be cyanide. I'd be like, you know what? I trust you. I trust you, Manchi. Yep. I, I love Manchi. smash. Okay, we're mushing oh, up no, the beans. Now we're mashing up the beans. No, no, no. Yeah, this I hate bean food. texture. This is no, but this is now baby food. I hate a mush. I don't want to mush in anything. This consistency is good. That's no good, Manchi. That's and, slop. You know, That's prison food, Manchi. If it's too much evaporated, it's not going to be juicy. This is what they serve on uh, I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. They do. Ones. They're big on their beans and rice, though, chew. these people. Beans Just like the Mexicans. Yes. That's why nah. I didn't crush all. Just I didn't grind. Also, you can see the bean skins. <laughs> Jim with a great comment. He said, ban me as Vietnamese. These buns are Korean. You guys should know this seeing as you're huge in Vietnam. Well done. Nice Gary for that. We don't often give crowd nice Gary's, but that's one. Rough and coarse. Let's call we it don't know we have a crowd. That doesn't help. We, we just, oh, that... our, our Vietnamese fanship just tanked because we were like, yeah. I was talking about Bar Me and the steamed buns. Yeah. Uh, I'll just put it out there. This is, <laughs> go back. That's a good looking beans. That looks fucking rank. Like, I wouldn't serve my dog that. Yeah. I'm not a bean fan, so I, I, I sympathize. I can't dig a bean. Let's see how she does the buns. Maybe we can, because I can, I can put whatever I want in the bun. Yeah, you know? the bun. Yeah, we can skip so the, the bun. So the bun is the key, the I think. You want that nice white, fluffy I'm, bun. You know, making, I'm dead set making these next weekend, eh? Yeah, but just with something decent. I, w- I would love to put like a little bit of chili in there. You know, I would do a bit of lamb ragu, man. Fucking lamb that ragu would yeah. work well. Yeah. Even if you want to do like chunky steak, slow cook stewed oh. like steak pieces or something like a meat pie yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. 100%, yeah, beautiful, like a braise. Yep. Yeah, now we're talking. You could do a vegetarian, like maybe put some, uh, you could put some quinoa in there or no, little no, couscous no, no. screener. No, little, no, you know. no, I can work, man, no, you're talking breads on dryers. That's no good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, if you do, if you're a vegetarian, you probably need to do like almost like a, a veggie stew kind of thing. Like Carrots. Like and be- yeah. Like a, a Moroccan pumpkin spice type thing uh, with like yeah, 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 yeah. stuff yeah. that would work inside this particular steam yeah, bun. Yeah, couldn't put potato in there because there'd be too much starch. And, you know, There's too much starch there, yeah. but I think like if you break down like a bit of pumpkin, that could work. Yeah, a bit of pumpkin. Once again, good, this, yeah. this isn't fucking in the right culture, so apologies, Jim. But, you know, we're just putting out ideas. Oh, fuck it, yeah. Got to be better than this bean mix, I'll tell you that much. Damn. It's good looking dough. Gorgeous. For dust, around quarter cup. For dust. Flour. This almost looks like a pizza dough a little bit. Obviously, different. Must be different. Uh, it's very like spongy. That's a very yeah. spongy dough. Very green. soft. I like it's the very, yeah. dough. That's got a very loose rising agent. You remember? Scissor hands. Scissor How many hands. of you guys remember? Scissor hands, Greta. I so like this. I love Mangchi. I have Mangchi. We're playing a Mangchi clip each week. It's Mangchi's. <laughs> Mangchi's now become our new hero on the show. Our new hero. Put her on the show. Yeah. Mang Chi. Very soft. I like to divide like a this scissor hand. into 10 pieces. You 10 pieces with the scissor hands? Scissor hands. How many of <laughs> you guys remember my scissor hands? I love hands. it. Can we just pause Mang Chi for one second? Yep. <laughs> so I love the fact that she's uh, gone, look, uh, I need to get ready for my YouTube clip. Yep. Where's my fascinator? <laughs> like I'm ready to go to Melbourne Cup. I love her. 
<laughs> it's a good fact. She's ready. Yeah. She's ready for the day of the race. She's got the jingly fucking earrings. She's ready to make some fake bar mees. It's a very Asian thing, though, isn't it? They do. They do tend to dress up and put a lot of makeup on for like the slightest kind of uh, public good, interaction. Mate. You know, make myself some bread rolls with uh, a bit of bean sauce. Yes, you got to dress up. You got to look good. You got to be presentable. Uh, Otherwise, you bring shame on the family, Greener. Yeah, true, true, true. How many of you guys remember my scissor hands? I remember the scissor hands. I remember scissor hands. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are she going to scissor hand again? Yep. yep. Keep scissor handing. They're strong hands, Munchie. They are. I feel like Munchie has worked in a massage parlor before. I, feel, out there. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> They're very strong hands. She's really masterful. Yeah. I see. Okay. Now what? Stash on there. Okay. Good looking. This Good looking piece button. is a 10 pieces, kind of even size. I made this. And then so I just always you know, cover. Can you just pause up one sec? Yeah. Go, back, then, go back like 10 seconds. More? Uh, uh, yeah, just a little bit. I just need a wider shot because I think there's only nine pieces there. One, one, two, three, four, five, six. I don't. My apologies to Bart. Apologies to Manchi. She can count. That's ten. Mr. Yep, fucking bad. accounting degree over here. No, no, no. I, I didn't see the thing. Also, okay. Well, let's take one step back. Supposedly a bean counter. We haven't even got to the beans yet. That's uh, that bottom that bottom piece is not fucking even with everything else. Yeah, that's it looks a little one. lumpy. That one. That's so lumpy that. <laughs> We need like a, a about like one eighth of that over the one near her left hand. Just saying. This piece is a ten pieces, kind of even size. I made this. And you then, did not. That's a lie. Right. Jim says, "Mate, she's Asian. She's Asian. She can count." Always, you know, cover with a plastic wrap, and then I can work. This is my steamer basket. I will make a buns, and then I will put it one by steamed one. buns. I have to line. With something, so usually I like the fact that she said this is a, like that's a plastic wrap, yeah. which I, in my mind that's like a cling wrap, right? Pretty yeah. thin. That looks like Dexter. We're gonna suffocate some fuckers. <laughs> it looks like this kind of shit painters show up with. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> <laughs> thick. Like you're you're dying right nah, now. nothing's getting on the carpet with this, mate. Yeah. Trust me, it's fine. It's the best. But these days, already this product is but so good. These are days. When you go to Korean grocery store, sometimes you can find this. This kind of a paper is specially made. Okay. Yeah. So baking paper. I often think like the Asian world has its own. It's a, like we live in the Western kind of Anglosphere world where it's like English. We speak English. It's, you know, European and it's American and this is our world. But in Asia, they have their own world and it's their own food and their own celebrities and their own TV stars. You know, right. it, it's their own thing. They're doing their own thing. And so every now and then, like when you dip into that world and it's like, you can go to a Korean market and buy maybe sometime you'll get these. And it's like, but they all know that. And it's like, I've never seen this fucking before in my life. And yeah. then, then I envy them because it's like, they don't even know who Taylor Swift is, Greedo. <laughs> Lucky bastards. bastards. Lucky um, fucking bastards. 100%. I guarantee in the, the Korean They have a Taylor Swift? Yeah. No, no, no. They, Taylor they, they no, Swift, yeah. 
They don't have no gay dude doing the F1 coverage. I'll tell you that much. No, over there it's like, no, nah, definitely not. Yeah. And then now, so let's do. He wouldn't be black either because they're very racist. So One by one. Now, with that said, let's say for argument's sake, we went to the BBC and like, look, we got an option for you. Hmm. You, you got to get rid of the gay black dude. But you put on Mang Chi. Oh, we're going to give you Mang Chi to do the interviews. She doesn't know we're anything say, about Formula One either. You say no. <laughs> She's going to whip you up some nice buns during the lunch breaks and be fucking good. Oh, I'm down. Yep. I'm down for that. Imagine if she did the grid walk and say, you want to try my Korean buns? It would be like <laughs> so much better. So Mate, much better than this gay guy. That is fucking genius. Sorry, I hate to say it. Brundle Love, we're going to have to scrap you for the, the pit walk. Out. Yeah. We've got Manchi delivering fucking red bean buns down the pit wall. Do we really want to give Formula One drivers red beans before a race, Greeno? No, that's going to liven it up. That's the only way we can beat Max. We need to fucking load him up with red beans. It'll take us back to that great Kimmy clip where it was like, did you watch Pele? No, I was taking a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's a good looking little bun though. Let's see how she does. I want to see how she does the filling. And this edgy part... It's, it's going to roll, like, roll in like fingers. a cup. Yeah, I think so. Okay, here, let's add sweet red beans. See, imagine like a, a, a pulled pork or, a, yeah, yeah, like a ragu, like a slow-cooked thing inside this. Oh, man. You'd have yeah, to cool it first, I think. You'd have to put it in the fridge maybe for a day. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about like you maybe make it in advance yeah. and then you bring it out, thaw it. She really packs it in there. Look at that. That's it's way more than I would have thought. Mm. You need, need a good feeling. Otherwise, it's too much bun. So easy, mate. Just work okay. it around. Bring it in. Pinch, pinch, pinch. That's a good nice. bun, Chief. That's a good bun. This part is going to the bottom. So nice part. You're going to put it the bottom. Yeah, you don't want it to steam up. It's a good looking bun. Oh, yeah. I've eaten plenty of these in my time. These these are fucking yeah. delicious. But once again, never with beans in it. It's always got like a, a beautiful like. I try the bean. I, I, like I said, I'm not a big bean guy, but I try it because Ming Chi's making it, you know. Well, if Ming Chi's making it, it's got to be good, but yeah. it, it doesn't look nourishing, to be fair. Yeah, no, I'd be like, if Ming Chi's doing it, then it must be good. Yeah. Um, Let's just quickly do this let's, one, Greeno. Let's, let's end on this one. It's almost 11 o'clock. Yeah, let's end on this one. Uh, Okay, so this was sent to us by Atomic Shaman, who tagged us in uh, with no comment attached. It was just like, okay, let's have a look. Uh, the tr- The tweet says, from Chef Reactions... This comes from the land down under. I mean hell, not Australia. Okay. Yeah, this is not an Australian thing. All right. That's step one. Step two, I would assume, involves a zipper sound effect. Into the hot pan. An egg with a smiley face on it. Okay. So here's the first trick to know that this is an Australian. Let me tell you, in Australia... I have never seen Vegemite in a squeezy bottle, ever. Never happened in our life. Never. Never. Once, ever. Nope. It does not exist here. That's not a a thing. If it exists, it doesn't exist in Australia. Someone's bought that from an overseas market. It's like, hey, here's this little squeezy thing. It does not exist in Australia. It comes in a fucking tub. You're going to fucking spread it out with a big fucking knife. It comes in a glass jar and you spread it. Glass jar and it lasts you like a year. Ten years if you want it to. Yeah, as long as you want. Yeah, oh, I've ne- I've never seen Vegemite in a squeezy bottle ever in my entire life, yeah, and yeah. I have lived here my entire life, obviously in Australia, <laughs> and I've never seen it, never. So I'm very confused by this. 
Um, the second thing that I'm confused about is, okay, all right, why would you cut uh, into a beautiful piece of steak? That is a beautiful piece of steak that you've got there. Why are you fucking the steak? There's a steak that you could have eaten. Yeah. Why would you cut into it? And you've, so we're putting the egg in in the shell in a fry yeah, pan? Yeah. Wh- why would you do that? Wouldn't you cook the steak as far as you can get it? And then crack the egg and put it that in the hole? In there. Yeah. And then I'd, you'd almost like go, I don't know, you probably still go fry because you're not going to be able to poach it because there's no boiling water, but no. put a lid on it. Steam it, get it all the way through, depending on what you're trying to achieve here. Well, I was thinking, I was thinking like, you know, um, what do they call it? Toad in the hole kind of thing? Toad in the hole, yeah, that's what I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, so crack the egg and put it in the middle of the steak if that's what you want. Um, But why would you do that to a steak in the first place? You're going to flip a steak at at one point here. Yes. So why are you putting a fucking whole egg? This is is stupid. I don't know. This is weird. Vegemite. Um, here's the thing. I just looked it up. Uh, there is Vegemite Squeezy that's available at our local supermarkets. Is there? I guarantee. I guarantee if you go to your local supermarket, it won't be there. There's not, there's not going to be one of those things sold. It'll be there, but no one is fucking buying it. Because the thing with Vegemite for our one listener, Jim, you don't squeeze it on anything because you need the thinnest possible layer humanly possible. Yeah. You just need a little bit. It's actually a technique it, that you learn from. Years and Childhood. years of being an Australian, how much Vegemite to apply what in certain situations. Yes. What is being put on the stake is a uh, death sentence. Yeah. I'd yes. like to repeat yes. that That amount of uh, Vegemite that's on that stake is about six months worth of Vegemite on toast. Now, now to be okay, let's give them the best case. Let, let me play devil's advocate here, Greeno. Mm-hmm. Most of the Vegemite in this situation would fry off. Like it would burn yeah. off. It's not getting into that state. It's not like eating a no. piece of toast, you know. It's, a, it's an outside layer, but yeah. that's too much Vegemite. It's a crust that we're putting mm-hmm. on it. It's a salty. It's basically it's a, it's a salty crust that you're putting on. Um, but still, again, the okay Vegemite squeezy may exist, but trust me, if you asked a hundred Australians, have they ever had Vegemite squeezy? Ninety nine percent of them would. Ninety nine of them would turn. I'm honest. Honest to God. Ninety-nine of them would say to you, "What the fuck is Vegemite squeezy?" Yeah, never fuck heard off of it. Vegemite. Never heard of it. Warren, what's wrong with you? Yeah, it just does not exist. You, you get it in a jar, and the, look, the only way to eat Vegemite, and it's the way that you know. Maybe I'm old. I don't know. Maybe I'm out of touch. But I'm I'm a Vegemite chef, and I'm a Vegemite chef because I do the one Vegemite dish perfectly every single time, <laughs> and that is. Golden brown toast, butter on as, as as soon as it comes out of the toaster, butter on so it melts in and it's just beautiful. And then a nice light spreading of Vegemite. People who hate Vegemite will eat that shit up like there's no tomorrow when I give it to them. Mm-hmm. I don't like Vegemite. Trust me, you've never had my Vegemite, right? The golden brown toast with the beautiful spreading of butter. Butter's preferable to margarine, but margarine can work. But butter's preferable. And you spread it on there, you let that butter melt in, and then you just a quick spread of that Vegemite so it's all melted and nice and dripping together, and then you eat that shit, and my God, man, it's heaven. It's fucking heaven. It's the only way to start a day. That's breakfast. That's breakfast, big, yeah, exactly. Big fucking, big, big, big exactly. Yeah. That's how you, how you kick it off. That's, That's it. all you need to eat. That's how it's we the yeah. yeah, it's the only spread I eat. Like yeah. breakfast, toast, I don't eat it that often, but if I do, yep. the only thing that can go on it, Vegemite. Yep. Otherwise, right. fuck off. 
I I will do Vegemite like that. Um, I I am a big toast guy. I love toast in the morning. So it'll be Vegemite like that. Uh, sometimes I will thinly slice block like Colby cheese and put that on top of the Vegemite because that the works. cheese the the cheese is like fridge cold, but the toast is hot and it's just beautiful. The other thing that I like is like one hundred percent um organic peanut butter which is just like it's only crushed peanuts that's it there's no preservatives or anything added to it it's just liquefied peanuts basically that and it's really oily and shit that's yep. that is fucking mwah, it's so good so drippy uh on a hot piece of toast man and the other way that I eat that peanut butter is I get celery sticks and I spread it on the celery sticks and eat. We've had we've literally had this conversation. Yeah, the show I know it's so good. If you haven't tried it, man, you've got to try it. If you're out there listening, get celery, pre-cut it. Um, Ladybugs discovered this way to store the celery. You put it in a jar, like one of those um, Clarkson jars, you know, with the with the um, like the kind of metal thing that you clamp it down with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like a pickle, a pickle so jar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you cut the celery stick so it fits in that and you fill it with water and then you put yeah. the celery sticks in there and it keeps for ages and ages. Bro, and then they're like, bro. they're crisp, yeah. like snap cold when you get them out and then you spread them with um, like one, it's got to be that pure drippy, oily peanut butter though. You spread them with that and it's like, actually, when we finish the show shortly, that's what I'm going to have for a little snack while I'm uploading the podcast. <laughs> Actually, I've just talk, I've talked myself into it. You, know. you actually just talked me into making some homemade peanut butter tomorrow. <laughs> it's, it's so good, man. It's... I hate peanut butter, but I fucking love peanuts. Yeah. And I feel like it's, I feel like there's a happy medium for me to have there. Yeah, and I feel like it's me making my own fucking peanut butter. Oh, dude, I've got to tell you, like I've always I've always liked peanut butter, but um, it's the lady book she got me onto this shit. Just the one hundred percent, all it is is crushed peanut butter. Crushed peanuts. That's, that's, that's it. That's what. That's what sold me because yeah. I'm like, I hate peanut butter. But I'm like, hang on. Like if it's just peanuts, like I yeah. can crush that. I will, mortar, tomorrow morning when I get up, I will take a picture of the label of the peanut butter we use and I'll send it to you. And it is, it, it literally says on the label, 100% peanuts. That's it. That's all it is. There's so, a label. What does it say on the back though? How the, many chemicals and preservatives are in it? No, no, there are none. That's, that's what it is. It's, it, that's why it's so oily and shit. Because there's so much oil in peanuts. So every time you open the peanut butter jar, you have to stir it to, to mix the oil around like, in it. Because the like oil keeps settles on the top, right? Yeah, it's tahini-like. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's so good, man. So every time you open it, you just got to mix it around a little bit and make sure the oil yeah, is all spread through it. But like, it's, yeah. the kind, it's, it's like honey. You, you, you get the knife out of the peanut butter jar because yeah. it's literally nothing but peanuts. There's no preservatives or anything. It's just peanuts. So yeah. you pull the peanut butter, uh, the knife out of the peanut butter jar, and it like drips off the end of the knife, man. It's right. so good. Oh my god! I looked up, uh, I looked up a, a lemon butter for the kids because mm. I'm sick of them fucking eating Nutella all the time. So I'm like, ah, oh, like uh, they, we got some homemade lemon butter from like uh, my parents one day that their friends had bought, like made and fucking we bought down. And the kids loved it. I'm like, I'm just gonna fucking make a lemon butter myself. Once again, the kids being dickheads, even though they eat it when someone else makes it, they didn't like this one. Even though it tastes exactly. <laughs> You However, say it tasted the same, but did that? Did it really? Exactly <laughs> Kids are good judges of this shit. It was literally <laughs> the fucking same recipe because I got the recipe off the lady that fucking made it. Uh, but it was so, minus the love, though. Clearly, <laughs> no, I put so much love in this bad boy, man. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, my lovely wife was kind enough to go, "Hey, man, this is delicious. I don't even like lemons, but this is so good." Thank so you she's for saving been, us. Yeah. She's been smashing down all, like the fucking thing that took me forty-five minutes to make. Very nice. 
I like, I've, See, I've tried to do a garlic butter before. Garlic butter, I really enjoy. Yeah, that works. Yeah. I'm just trying to find spreads. Like going back to, yeah, the, the homemade peanut butter. I think it could work. Yeah. Uh, if you can nail a homemade peanut butter, let me know. Cause I'm I, into it. Yeah, I feel like that's something because I'd like that fucking the, the little one likes likes peanuts and he likes peanut butter. So I think I can make something there. Dude, the, the peanut, the natural peanut butter, which is nothing except peanuts, it's, it's, it's oily and salty. It's so good. Sounds good. The, the, remember when we were kids and we would see that peanut butter and they were like, oh, what was it? Now I have to Google this fucking. There was a peanut butter brand and, it, and their selling point was it's, it's never dry or oily. Oh, God. What was that? Jamie. <laughs> peanut butter. It's so easy to spread. Uh, wait, while, you're, while you're looking that up. Or oily. And it's like the Jim? exact opposite of what you... Here it is. Craft peanut butter. Craft greener. These fuckers no, are craft. Really oh, my God. I just found this fucking ad greener. Look at this shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> do you remember this? Do you remember this? 100%. As soon as you said never dry or oily, I'm like, there's a fucking little girl. And the little like the little peanut butter guy who comes out of the jar. Remember this? <laughs> Have a look at this. If you're watching in the States, this is what we grew up on. You know what I really don't like? No, peanut it's not. Or the long top. That's horrible. This is horrifying. Yeah. That's why I love craft peanut butter. It's never oily or dry. It looks horrible. It's so easy to spread yeah, that, that's not all the way to the bottom of the jar. Mmm. Craft peanut butter. Smooth or crunchy, but never dry or oily. <laughs> Oily is good. Oily is beautiful. It's natural oils in the peanuts. You will love them. Trust me. You want the oily peanut butter. It's so question, good. Question for you. Talking spreads. Yep. Do you remember this? I don't know if you could serve this in your house. Hmm. Anchovy spread? No. God, no. Heavens to yeah. Betsy, no. Oh, I swear to you. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> fucking awful. It sounds fucking awful. I swear. My parents used to buy that shit. And uh, like it was the thing that you'd try and avoid as much as you could. Here it is. Pex anchovy spread. Look it up. Pex anchovy spread. Pex. This thing, they used to fucking try and sneak it in on sandwiches. Pex anchovy spread. Okay. Uh, is there a commercial? I want to say commercial for them. I, can't remember this. I just remember being in our fucking household and I'd refuse to eat it. Quite obviously, because it's a fucking big salty mess, which was weird. Because I kind of I, I like Vegemite, and that's just a big salty mess too. But this was different because it had an odor, and no one likes anchovies to begin with. But Pex anchovies, that's the one anchovy spread. Okay, Pex anchovy spread. Let's go to the first one. Let's see what we got here. Since see what we're dealing with. Pex anchovies has graced the tables of South African homes. It's South it African. An iconic brand name. Have a look at that though. Imagine having that much like salty shit. It looks like, uh, yeah, it looks like duck pate, which yeah. which is something that I did have in my house when I was growing up because I had German two German women, mm. so they were big into the um, pate and raw mince and all that kind of thing. roll. See, it's funny. Like we never had this anchovy spread, but um, I grew up watching my mum eat roll mops. Do you know what roll mops are, Greeno? No, I don't know what that is. It's it's pickled herring. It's it's like raw fish in pickle. It's fucking grotesque. 
It's oh, disgusting. I remember, yeah. I remember seeing it in your, your bite, Yeah, you're biting big jars like by the leader, you know. It's like roll. Your, yeah, it's pickled herring, your house, basically. Your house, so as, as a, your house uh, in our childhood was a, a cavalcade of things of like, I've never seen this before. But once again, I live in a... I live in a very sheltered household. Well, I've come to realise as I got older, I'm like, we had very basic Australian. But you things, had Pex like, anchovy. I've never seen that. <laughs> I didn't have anything else. Snacks. We we used to go to your place. We get coffee lollies. Yeah. We get coffee Copy co. Yeah. Every time I see him in the supermarket, I think of your mum, man. <laughs> <laughs> she was Pex giving anchovies. us cafe lollies when we were ten, and she'd be like, "Why can't you go to sleep?" Yeah. Why are you know. guys up? The Germans have this uh, habit of just feeding their kids full of all the adult stuff as soon as they can walk, you know. It's like, I, I think I had my first puff of a cigarette when I was five. Here's uh, <laughs> <laughs> a cup of coffee. You're eight, uh, you know. Like, oh, okay. yeah. What are we eating for dinner tonight? Well, we're having pickled herring with raw mints. Oh, that sounds fucking good. Can we have can we have McDonald's? No, shut up and go to your room and do your homework. What were we watching originally? Uh, what were we watching originally? There was something else we watched. Oh, the chef guy, the Vegemite. The chef guy. Okay, let's finish this up. Yeah. Crocodile, fuck me. What? <laughs> I did laugh that at crocodile, nice. fuck me. That was. Oh, well, you'll be hitting the front and the sides for sure of the toilet bowl. It's a horror story. The egg still makes no sense. This does not happen. This lady has done exactly what she's trying to achieve here. Well, if you if if you listen carefully, Greeno, the girl who's doing the thing has an American accent. Yeah. So she's doing it in weeks, and she's she's done what she's trying to achieve here. Hey, I've got X amount of things, but now we've realised that this lady she's no man she. No. She, we, we're going to watch this one clip and I'm never going to see I'm going to block this lady and make sure I never see any of her clips again because she's a fucking idiot and she's making this shit up to get clicks also also Greener how high is this chef while he's watching oh, look, ass, look at this the reason he's watching this he's in he's like fucking Vegemite steak hey egg Cheetos is Cheezles is Cheezles an Australian thing or an American thing Australian thing is it Cheezles Jim do you Pretty have sure. Cheezles in North America or is that I think I could be wrong. Once again, as Jim know. pointed out, I'm an uncultured swine. I feel like they have cheesels. I feel like cheesels is an Australian thing. I, no, we had tubes. I remember tubes. Yeah, I feel like cheesels were always there. Okay. Jim, tubes if you can let us know if cheesels is, if you know of tubes, cheesels. Tubes were, tubes were better than cheesels because they were tangier. See, I've never been a fan of cheesels, twisties, tubes, um, because you know my whole thing about eating chips, Greeno. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I don't like shit on my fingers. So, yeah, so all of these chips, like cheesels and tubes and twisties and stuff, they leave like a powder residue on your fingers. And I that I have OCD for that stuff. It drives me nuts. So I can't, I can't enjoy those chips because if I have a lacquer of chip dust on my fingers after I've finished eating it, I find that it's disgusting to me. It makes me feel sick. So... <laughs> So I, I only like the kind of chips where I can just grab, like I like crinkle cuts where I can just grab a tiny edge of it and barely touch the chip and eat it and enjoy it. So, that and the texture, texture of the crinkle cut is fucking, like, it's not as good as a Pringle, mm. but it's fucking, it's next level. It's yeah. like, 
Yeah. It goes Pringle, yeah. then Crinkle Cut, then everything else. I also don't share chips out of a bag. So if you're eating a bag of chips yeah, and, you, and you point them to me and say, would you like some? I'm like, oh, no, oh, thank no, you. No, 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 no. I only have, I only have my own bowl of chips because I because it's not it's not because I think you're dirty. It's the thought of it's because I know that your hand has been going into this enclosed area of bag and rummaging around in there like for the chips, and it's, I find that disgusting. The thought of it, so I can't eat oh, I'm out of you, a bag. I'm with you. That's why I don't like sharing popcorn either. Yep. Same thing. I like my own bowl of popcorn. Thank you. Bag, it's not because I'm selfish. I'm not. I'm not trying to be selfish or anything. It's just like yeah. the thought of someone's dirty fingers going into a bag and rummaging around in there. I can't eat anything out of that bag. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Yeah. The only exception to the rule is if you put the dick in the fucking box of popcorn at a movie theater, then you can share it. Well, I just Otherwise... I just put it straight in their mouth. You know, yeah. grab the back of their head, and you know, on it goes. And then I get the whole bag of popcorn to myself. Yeah. So that's great. On top of the head. Yeah. Okay. I am interested to see. Okay, is that milk? Yeah, this lady is just fucking. This is a piss take now. Fuck. But, uh, you know, I'm. Let's say it's not a piss take. I am interested. Would how cheeses would react in a fry pan? Um, People think I swear a lot. Show this to any Australian. It's a lot of salt. So much salt. Why are, you, why are you salting uh, Vegemite? Yeah, it ruined it's, it. it's basically ruined just it. salt. Yeah. I like everything spicy. This one has okay. Yeah, this is... Sure. Sure, whatever. Okay, let's give it a hand. That egg looks like it shit itself. The the sad part, the saddest part for me about this is she actually cooked the steak quite well. Um, It's just all the shit that's going on around it that's the problem. It's just awful. How soggy are those cheesels? Yeah. Well, they're liquefied now. Um, Look at them. Not they're just turning into dust. That this tastes good. You're going to be shooting that out for like a uh, week. Poor egg. The steak actually looks quite Jeez. nice because it's been broiled, basically. Steak, steak's okay. Right yeah. back in you go. Good. That uh, mush is a sarcophagus. That mush is not good. Yeah. They're... That is not creamy. See, when you see you cut into the steak, creamy. like that's a nice looking bit of that's, steak there. That's pretty medium. Yeah, we'll call that medium. Well, it's I, I think it's medium rare, but she's done that's it not medium, slowly. That's not rare. It's very that's pink. Medium. Maybe it doesn't look like that on your screen. The, there's a lot of pink in here, Greeno. I know that. I consider that medium. N- no, medium. Uh, I, need, I need a wide. I need a wider pink bit in the middle there. Oh, maybe, but it's been slow cooked. To be fair, it's, so it's, in the area. Yeah, it's anyway. been kind of boiledish, basically, in the, all the Cheeto juice. So I think that's medium. I think it would be very tender. It looks very tender. Like the fat, you can see the fat is nice, like nice and jelly. Uh, don't mean to interrupt, sir. We're now into second phase of F1 testing. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, Oscar Piastri and Fernando Alonso out there on the track now, Ooh. which are the, the other drivers for the second half of day three of Ooh, testing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I just... Please, can Fernando please just win one race this year, please? Just one. Just one. one. And I don't even care if the two Red Bulls crash out and the two Ferraris crash out and the two Mercedes crash out and he wins. I'll take it. I'm putting it out there because we had this, we always had this rule. If Mark Webber ever won a race, we need to get on the fucking balcony and spray champagne for the first time he ever wins a race. If Fernando now wins a race, this late in his career. I like it. Yes, I'm going to go out and buy a bottle tomorrow. Just yeah, and put it away it and have it ready. Ready for Fernando. 
Yeah. I think it's appropriate to do on replay because we're not going to get up. We're not like the old days where we fucking stay up. I, I remember when Webb won his first race. I, I was on a fucking plane up. coming home and I missed plane, it. I woke, I woke my wife up at two in the morning and said, you got to fucking come watch me spray the champagne. So what yep. are you talking about? I fucking like, can't well, believe I missed it, man. I should have been watching it there with you. We watched yes. every Weber race for like two years together almost. Didn't we watch it? Like, we'd get together and watch them, you know? Come to your place. We are fucking, I'd walk home at two in the morning. It yep. didn't matter. Yep. It was, we got a spray champagne, never won. Two years later, it happened. Yeah. Uh, and I was on a fucking plane and missed it. Oh, God. I'll never fucking forget that. <laughs> it was so heartbreaking to miss Weber's first win. No, I was on a fucking plane. And I, I it was it was worse actually because it happened the night before and I was saving it because um, I went to watch the Celtic game in Brisbane and we were flying yeah. home from that and I'm like I've got to avoid all the fucking media. This was before Twitter and YouTube and shit. Like this is back in the day, uh, so I've got to avoid all media. You know, I'm going to go home and the first thing I'm going to do is watch the replay because I think Weber qualified. Did he qualify pole or second or something? Oh yeah, pole. yeah. And I was like, oh, he's got a really good chance to win this one. Um, so I'm going to avoid all media and I'm going to get home on Monday afternoon when the plane lands and go home straight home and watch this game, uh, watch this race. And I sat down and the fucking asshole next to me was reading the paper, wasn't he? And I looked over and he, there it says Weber wins. And I was like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> I was so like started one the same time. Yeah. I was so pissed. My wife still, wife still like, like jokes about that thing. She's like, I can't believe that you woke me up at two in the morning to watch you spray shit. And then she went back to bed like 15 minutes later. You know, you look like a fake balcony because our rule was because you used to live, you used to live in a two story duplex, a townhouse. townhouse yep. And it was an upstairs balcony that we always said, get up there and spray champagne from the balcony. So I had like a fake balcony in my backyard. I'm like, I'm going to fucking spray it out here and I'm going to fucking drink it. And she's like, oh, spray it away. How good is this? She's like, can I go back to bed? I'm like, yeah, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I married my wife. My wife asked me this during my holidays. Yeah. She's like, was, uh, I think uh, the little one was asked, like, why did, why did you guys get married? Blah, blah, blah. Like, why? Like, Dad, why, why did you go, She you guys puts up with my shit. That's why. And, no, and my wife was like, oh, why, why did you propose? I, don't know, I never really understood. I never really asked you. I thought about it. And I'm like, maybe it wasn't beforehand, but like that is a prime example of like, this is why. That was the <laughs> because, sealer. <laughs> I'm like, because at that was two the in the closer. morning, you said it's, <laughs> if, if Weber wins at two in the morning, it's okay to wake me up and we can go spray champagne in the backyard and you can be pissed even though you have to go to work in like three hours time. I'm like, well, that's when you're a keeper. Then, like, we're gonna fucking, we're gonna lock that down. She followed through. She meant it. <laughs> exactly. Fucking nice, Gary, up. to the lady group. Nice, Gary. And said, "Can I go back to bed now?" I'm like, "Yep, I'm gonna sit here." And she's like, "You coming to bed?" I'm like, "No, nah, no, nah, I'm drinking." That's <laughs> fucking two in the morning. Weber just won. Uh, Greeno update from the chat. Jim Edwards said he's never heard of Cheetos. So there you go. Uh, was it Cheetos? Yeah. What oh, are yeah. they called? Cheezels. 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 Okay, I thought this was a North American thing, but I guess I'm wrong. Maybe it's an Australian ah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I find them disgusting anyway because of my whole OCD chip thing about getting chip dust on my fingers, which I can't fucking stand. Like watching people put their hands into a bag and eating very dusty chips, uh, crisps, and then licking that dust off their finger, that makes me, like, physically ill. I feel I, – I, I'm not I, exaggerating. Honestly, Greeno knows me. It makes me want to throw up. I'm like, oh, I'm oh God, it's awful. I can't watch that. It's disgusting. 
I'm going to put this argument out here as well. I think yeah. the other thing is when you're doing a cheesel or something in that ilk, yeah. the natural inclination is to lick your fingers to get that cheesy shit off, right? No, mine but is then, to wipe it on my pants. No, 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 That's no, what no, I do. No. I wipe it on my shirt. People's, people's inclination yeah. is to lick their fingers. But what happens then is then they go put their, their exactly. hand. Exactly. That's what makes me sick. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you're licking your fingers and putting them back in the bag, and then you point the bag at me and say, "Would you like some?" And I go, "Fuck no." Yeah. Fuck no. I'd I'd rather you wipe your fingers on your filthy fucking work pants before you give me your tongue. You know, fuck that. It's disgusting. Anyway, and also, Greena Ambelina has joined us. It's her birthday, so happy Guys, birthday! Hey. You missed uh, you missed the big F one preview show, Ambelina. We barely talked about F one. <laughs> The plan, as as what happens always with this fucking stupid show. I know. You come in. I, time. Normally, I come in with a rundown, and and uh, Damo's like, "Look, man, don't fucking worry about the rundown. We'll get yeah. to, we'll get around it. It's all sweet." Yeah. We end up talking about a whole bunch of other shit. We waste two and a half hours of people's time. Yeah. And well, in this case, three hours. From us at three hours. Uh, and three we get hours, to the end. Yeah. Pretty close. Uh, and then we get to the end. Well, I would touch on two things. Stop wasting time on the rundown. So I've stopped writing a rundown for most weeks. Mm. Then we had a few things in the background said, hey, look, we'll touch on these, but we'll talk about F1 testing. We didn't touch on any things we had in the background. We didn't touch on F1 testing, but somehow we went for three hours. Yeah, I don't know how it happened. I don't. I don't know either. I've, I've, got, a, I've got a fucking doctor's appointment in the morning. Do like, you? I don't know why I'm What time? Uh, I've got to be at Liverpool at 9.30. Mm. Okay. So, I don't have to get up. We'll be up really. around the same time then because I've got an 18 month old, so she'll be up at seven. Be <laughs> regardless. Up. Yeah. 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 Uh, tomorrow morning, uh, Greeno, Bathurst 500. They've, you know, they're doing the, the Bathurst so, twice this year. I know. I don't want to, I don't want to, I know the show's already fucking super late and we're almost 11 30. Yeah. What the hell is happening with the reigning champion? Brody Kostecki? I don't, I wish I could answer that. I've, I don't know. It's, it's, the whole thing is so fucking weird. It's so for so our, weird. Amer- American and Canadian listeners, yep. what happened is the reigning like racing supercar champion, like as if the NASCAR Cup winner, yeah, okay, so, uh, the the same the equivalent here. He's won the championship, and then a few weeks before the next season starts, he quits the team. The team and him don't say anything about it, and they don't tell us why he quit or what's going on. And it's like, yeah. he's just like, yeah, I, I just quit. I want to get out of the team. And the team's yeah. like, well, we respect his, their answer was, we respect his privacy. And it's like, well, we don't know what the fuck's going on here. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? So he's not driving anymore. It's He's done. Yeah. He's out. He's finished. So it's like, and what we, the fuck is are, going on? <laughs> we, after that, the major sponsor of the team that just won the fucking championship. Pulled out. Pulled out. And it was, it's that meme of like, you know, the, the thing with the fire around it, like everything's fine. That's the fucking media line from the team is everything's fine. The reigning world champion is not fucking racing. He hasn't shown up for round one. We've just lost our major sponsor. Yep. We don't know if the team still exists. It's really. so funny because the car is just like, has this big blank white space on the side of it now. There's nothing. Whereas the funny thing used is, to be. I was saying to my wife the other day, because I watched uh, an ad for the first round three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and the whole thing was about fucking Brody Kostecki. Yep. Of like, hey, he's back, blah, blah, blah. Then I watched an ad last week during the Bathurst 12-hour, and they'd wiped all of it. They'd redone the, the ad and removed every mention of Kostecki. 
even though he's the reigning champion, and try to pretend going, this is going to be the best season ever. It's like, your reigning champion isn't coming back <laughs> for reasons we still don't know. It's so funny, Greeno, because the first, as you know, the first round um, weekend started today at midday. Mm-hmm. And they're doing Bathurst twice this year. That's, you know, I, I, I don't know what your thoughts are about that. I kind of like Bathurst just to do one. I don't like it. Yeah. yeah. I, I found it weird. I understand yeah. why they're doing it because they had the 12 hour last weekend. So they just, they turn it into like a motorsport fest and it's like, okay, so this week we're doing the Bathurst 500 and it's so two, two fifty races. So it's split Mm -hmm. in half. Okay. You know what? All right. Okay. Milk that Bathurst cow until it's fucking dry. I get it. You know? Um, but I kind of like my Bathurst just once a year, you know. I mean, once a year, I just go to go four days. Yeah, yeah. So I, but I mean, I, hey, just, look, I'm a sucker. On cases over, like burying cases in the ground, like exactly. that's what we need. Yeah, But I'm a sucker, so I tuned in at midday when the coverage started, and it was yeah. um, Sugar Tits, Jessica Yates. Remember, remember her, Greeno, the blondie? I remember Jessica Yates. Yeah, 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 yeah. she's been doing the motorsport coverage for the last. She's good, man. Yeah, she's, she's good. good. Yeah, I like her. She's been doing the motorsport coverage for like 10 or 15 years now. And um, she's like, okay, so first we need to address the elephant in the room basically. And she's like the whole Brody Kostecki thing. Today is the first time that the owners of Erebus Motorsport, the team that he left, have gone on record to talk about it. And it's like, oh, okay, this sounds juicy because they're giving like the whole serious journalism thing at the motorsport coverage. I didn't see it. I guarantee it was a fluff piece. Oh, mate, no, no. It's beyond that. It's beyond that. So they go to this interview and it's like, it was all dramatic. And it's like, this is the first time they've gone on the record to talk about the whole Brody Stecky affair. Like the first time that anything's been revealed about the whole Brody Stecky affair. You need to tune in. They're going to reveal they're on the record. And she goes, the first question is, and you know, tell us about the Brody Stecky affair. And the answer was, we can't talk about it. (laughs) Well, they're on the record though. On the record. On the record, record, we can't talk about it. No comment. Great. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. That's brilliant. I was like, fuck, you you got me too. You sucked me in too. I'm like, I'm a little bit filthy because you know me. I've like, I've had a big gap between being able to find someone that I found like I was a fan of in V8s. Like I I was a Garth Hitt. I know. Brody is the man, man. Darth Tander was my man for yeah. like fucking forever. Yeah. And then he gave up full-time racing and I could accept that. So I could like, I could still cheer for Garth at Bathurst. That's all sweet. But I never really had one. And then Scotty McLaughlin, I've had a real soft spot, the way he handled losing the championship in the last race. Mm-hmm. So I became a Scotty McLaughlin fan. But then he went to fucking NASCAR after like one season after I became no, a fan. No, he went to Indy, didn't he? Oh, uh, Indy, sorry. Yeah. My apologies. Yeah, it was IndyCar. My, yeah, not NASCAR. Uh, so we went to IndyCar after one season. So I'm like, oh, well, now I don't have anyone to cheer for. So then I've had this big gap as well. Like, I'm like, yep. between Garth, one season and fucking Scotty McLaughlin, and then now nothing. And then after last year, and I was watching Bathurst, and you were talking a bit more about Brody Kostecki and whatnot. And I'm like, fucking now I'm all in on Brody. Because like, he's, he's a badass, man. man. When, I when Shane get Van Gisbergen was dominating, and yeah. Brody Kostecki, like, Van Gisbergen's known for, like, just fucking, he runs into. Muscling people out. Yeah, yeah he, he bullies people on the track. And I saw Kostecki do it to him. And it was the first time I've seen anyone like kind of push Van Gisbergen out of the way. And after the race, they were like, oh, you, you kind of pushed him around with the car. And he's like, 
hang on, he does that every week to everyone. Why does anyone <laughs> care? That I, why can't he get it the same? And I was like, oh, at that point, I instantly became a Brody Kostecki fan. <laughs> I was like, fucking good for you, man. Fuck this guy. I'm with you. <laughs> I was like, this is my, this is my new boy. This is my, yeah, this is my new boy. And then I fucking flick it on, and I'm like, oh, he's not, he's not here anymore. I'm like, what happened? Yeah, I don't I, know. I, I, I was a fan for literally like two months. <laughs> now he's gone. By the I same token, back. I want to give you a nice Gary story to finish off no, the show. I like stories yeah. about pinatas. Okay, so Erebus Motorsport, they've lost Brody Kostecki. They've lost, lost their major sponsor. Have you heard of Todd Hazelwood, Greeno? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been okay. around forever. He's been, well, not forever. He's pretty young. He's like, I think he's like 26 or 27. Can you pull that shit like up, he's Jamie? He's been around for like five years. Yeah, that, that, well, that would make sense. So five years, yeah, if he's like 26, 27. But he's always been driving like pretty shit cars in the V8 supercars, right? So at the end of last year, he basically got sacked from the team that he was driving for, which was like a backpack runner, you know, like. So like the Williams equivalent he was driving for for the last mm-hmm. couple of years, a cool driver. I think it's Blanchard racing. Yeah. Not super competitive. You know, every now and then they pop up and get a top 10 kind of thing. And that's about it. That's the best he could do. I see he's replacing Brody. Well, let me get to that. Right. So. Oh, sorry. This is. <laughs> yeah. no, so this you is. You just the, asked Jamie to look it up, man. Yeah, <laughs> no, but this is, this is the feel good story, right? This is a great story. So he got sacked from that team last year and it's like, he doesn't have a drive. So every team has already sorted out all of their drivers and they know who they're going with. And here's this Todd Hazelwood guy who's been driving for the shitty team for the last couple of years. And you know, he's out of a, he's out of a job and he's looking at like, he's going to drive Porsche cup or something like that. All of a sudden Brody Kostecki quits and there is legitimately only one driver available for the t- and now, mind you, Brody Kostecki's team—they won the the championship last year. Yeah. They're they're obviously a top fucking team, the top fucking team. This guy's been driving for a shit team for the last few years, right? And getting nowhere, nothing, and he got sacked from a shit team. They they've obviously like in a like their their top their the guy who won the championship with them has walked out on them. Their major sponsor has walked out on them, and they're like, well, we've got an empty seat here. Who are we going to get? Hey, that that Todd Hazelwood guy, he doesn't have a job. He doesn't have a job. He got sacked from that team. They put him in the team, and I watched practice today, Greeno, second fastest. Nice. Now I'm a Todd Hazelwood fan. I'm a Todd Hazelwood fan as well because I'm like, holy shit, this guy had no job a week ago, and then he got sacked from one of the bottom teams a week ago, and he, I remember watching him at the end of last year when he knew he wasn't getting his contract renewed, and he's like, yeah, I'm just going to go out there every week and try my best and uh, try to put my best foot forward. And then hopefully, you know, maybe I get lucky and maybe someone will give me a job. You know, like he was that, he was that kind of humble about like it, it, you know? I like it. And then all of a sudden he gets this gig that's just thrown into his lap. He's going into the championship winning team that has no major sponsor and no championship winning driver. And he puts yeah. it fucking second fastest in practice. Yeah. I was like, nice. fucking good for nice, you, man. Gary. Good for you. You know, like fucking hell. Todd Hazelwood, you're my boy. I like it. Fucking oath, man. So I'm rooting for Todd Hazelwood tomorrow. And until, yeah, until Brody comes back, Todd Hazelwood's our boy. <laughs> until and then when, Brody comes back. <laughs> and then when Brody comes back, we fucking still choose Todd Hazelwood. Brody, come back. Look at the rating champ. How can the rate? I've never seen that before. He's it's missing like, round one at least. Yeah. I just assumed that he, had, like, I think we talked about it in our chat, 
like it made sense. Oh, maybe he's got it. Like he's like the gears. He's got to drive an Indy car, yeah. and they just can't announce it yet. Blah I blah blah. That too, yeah. But then the sponsor fucking pulled out. And I'm like, oh no, something's awry. Yeah, it's fucked up at Erebus. Like something's this is not happened good. here. Something's yeah. gone drastically wrong. Like, like yeah, not a little bit. Like your reigning champ has fucked off, and your major sponsors disappeared. Yeah. Something's really yeah. bad here. And the coverage uh, are doing everything they can to go. Look, everything's it great. Up. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, everything's exactly. good. But Todd Hazelwood, he's now walking into a fucking burning building. You know. Yeah. Maybe he walks out. Man. Maybe he walks out with a kitten or a baby under his arm and becomes maybe the he's new a new hero. Yeah, he's gonna come in there. The, the whole the team's gonna fold in about six rounds. Maybe, but he's gonna go in there. He's gonna dominate the first six rounds and get himself a drive. Yep. And and he's gonna win Bathurst. I wonder what Todd Hazelwood's paying to win Bathurst this year. Let's get on it. <sighs> Fuck it. It would be hundreds to one. Hundreds. Let's put five. I'm gonna put five bucks on it. I'm gonna find it. See if I can find it. Actually, I've I already looked up motorsport yesterday. All right. Can you do? Can I go halves with you? So make it a tenner. And I'll give you five bucks and we'll go halves in Todd Hazelwood to win Bathurst this year. Yeah, the market's not there, though. That's a problem. Isn't it? Because I, I, I try to get on to, uh, fun fact, I know the fucking show's going long. Yeah. Um, try to get on to, there was head-to-head betting on the F1. Yep. And I was like, between teammates. And I'm like, fucking, you know what the most free money this year is going to be? Is George Russell v. Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, because George Russell's going to win. Mercedes yeah. are not going to fucking spend a cent on Lewis this year. Fucking he's already he's already been. Uh, they'll, they'll say the opposite, but he's already been chilled out of any kind of development discussions. Yeah, yeah. No, no, exactly. Now I went on a sports bet. I could bet on every other team head to head, other than Mercedes, because <laughs> they already know. Like the, they've got a max market in F one for the title. Yeah, buck thirteen. Like fucking, who's betting on that? Actually? Really, a dollar thirteen. Or thirteen. Who's second? Is it Leclerc? Uh, Lando Norris at thirteen to one. Really, second? Yep, second. He win the championship. Hamilton. He's never even won a yep. race. I know. I know. I, I would. I would have Leclerc as my dark horse to win the championship. I'd have. Well. I'd have George Russell as my dark horse because mm. Mercedes is going to fucking throw all their development behind that guy. Yeah, Mercedes isn't very good though at the moment. That's the problem. I think Ferrari's yeah. closer to Red Bull than Mercedes is. We'll see. Mercedes is chasing Ferrari. Ferrari's chasing Red Bull, so yeah, it's all it's all a mess. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Massive. Oh, look, they're doing the green and gold car for Oscar. Look at that shit. Oh, nice. Yeah, have you got the stream up? Yeah, it's got it up. Look at that. That's stunning. That looks fantastic. I don't think it does. It looks like someone threw some shit on the right. It side reminds me of the A1 GP car. Look at that. Yeah, they've only half done it. It looks like someone's. You know why? Because everyone was talking about how all the liveries look the same because of all the black. Um, because yeah, yeah, they're trying yeah. to save on uh, the paint, right? Because the paint uh, adds weight. Like that's yeah. how much, that's how crazy Formula oh, One is. Everything's, yeah. All the cars are black because black means no paint and paint means weight. So they're yeah. saving like literally like, a, you know, a fraction of a pound of weight on the car by just having it black. And now all the cars are black. So yeah. I reckon the McLarens listen to that and they're like, well, we've got mostly gold already. Why don't we put a bit of green on there? <laughs> for that, looks, that, that looks horrendous, man. It looks like fucking Slimer's shat on it. I like it. I like it. I, I don't like it. It's, if they put it over the whole car, maybe, but 
It looks like someone's just throwing. Yeah, I can understand you want it like to be symmetrical, but um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm fucking all about symmetry, man. It I, I do kind of, I kind of like it. it. Looks like he's run over a paint tin on the left hand side, and it's just yeah. splashed oh, yeah. up the side of the car. I like it. He, he has literally hit Slimer on the left hand side, he and has. the right hand side's been unscathed. He has. Look at it. Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, the. <laughs> What's the new name for Alfa Romeo? We talked about the liveries of that the Steak. other day. That's fucking skate. That's fucking that. That's a nice looking car. That one. Yeah, I just, just like green I like, and black. I, yeah. I like green and black personally. I'm a big fan yeah. of that. It's like color. a fluoro green too. It stands yeah, it's out. good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. All right. That's it. We're gonna end the show. That's too long. Three hours for something where we didn't even I talk know. about the things we must talk about. That's crazy. I know. Happy birthday, Ambelina. Uh, thanks for joining us, Jim. Uh, till next week, Greeno. See you guys next week. Bye bye. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you un... I'm sorry, I just have to come back. I just have to interrupt the outro. Because they're now actually playing the footage of the paint job, Greeno. I was about to say that once we got off they, the air. I'm like, they have actually, they have actually done exactly what you said. They literally took out paint guns and just sprayed the side of the car randomly and then sent him out. Terrible. Oh my god, I've never seen that before. Because it hasn't happened before, but that's it looks fucking horrendous. Wow. So I don't know about this McLaren boss sometimes, Zach. <laughs> Zach Brown. I think Zach might be a bit fucking, I don't know about <laughs> him. I feel like someone was, someone said to Zach, you know, on social media, they're complaining that our car looks too much like the other cars because it's black. There's too much black. And he said, I don't give a fuck. Get some spray cans out there and just spray the fucking thing. Spray the shit. Oscar, you want some green shit? Yeah. Throw it on there. Oh my god, that's what they've done. They have literally I just sprayed you, it in the garage. Because I saw Oscar do laps earlier. That's why I was like, no, they've just sprayed some shit on. Oh, wow. Anyway. All right. Now we're ending the show. No more finish outro. Finish the outro. Well, no, <laughs> fuck the outro. We'll finish the show here. And now I'm going to go take a piss and I'm going to rewind and listen to the commentators who are probably going to say, like, oh, it's inspirational or something. And <laughs> the, the gay guy is going to be talking about how fucking fabulous it is. So, anyway. <laughs> All right. See you next week. See you guys next week.